Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 306 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, coming to you from the Tyler Wilde Memorial Studio, Michael Raparez. Who else is here with me? It's your boy, Conky Tong, Chris Antista. I'll tell you more about that in a second. And VR elephant, Matthew Allen. And special guest, back from the dead, it's... Ooh, Tyler Wilde again. <laughs> Welcome to your own virtual memorial studio. This is awkward. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you guys have been hanging out here a lot. I've been hanging yeah. out with all the other cool dead people. We've, we've got all our filthy stink all over it. You're going to have to scrub for days now. Could you see us the whole time, what we were doing? I was too busy hanging out with Genghis Khan. Oh, okay. I don't a know billionaire with a right. giant dick. <laughs> yeah, this billionaire just walked in with a huge dick, like half stitched on. Eight eight feet long, kept knocking food off the buffet. I'm sorry, it's just my huge dick. My huge dick is the problem, everyone. <laughs> what is wrong with me that when I thought of like a dead person I'd hang out with, I went I went for Genghis, Genghis Khan, Khan yeah. off the top yeah. of my head. <laughs> You didn't choose John Lennon or Steve Irwin. You went right for the right for the mass rapist. Oh, Steve Irwin would be great. Steve Irwin, that, yeah. that one's kind of a random one too. Well, Steve Steve oh. Irwin's taking up all of Genghis Khan's time generally, so it's it's pretty amazing that you carve out a slot with him. You guys, careful! Pete yeah. is going to come down on this episode hard if we keep talking about Steve Irwin. All right, Pete is going to come hard. Got it. Oh, so wait, you know what my shit was a reference to? It's something I had a blast with today. Uh, I saw a meme passed around. Let's see if this works in audio form. How to find out your uh, Donkey Kong name. It's very fun. Okay. Just take the first consonant your first name and sub out the D. Uh-huh. And the first consonant your last name and sub out the, the K. And that is your Donkey Kong name. Like, so, Michael, you would be... Monkey wrong? <laughs> monkey wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pronouncing it monkey instead of monkey? And Matt would be monkey long. Monkey long. Tyler. That's me. Monkey long, Matthew Allen. Uh, monkey long and monkey wrong. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible <laughs> phrase. Turn of phrase. Seventies kung fu movie. Uh-huh. Oh, and Ta- Tyler would be uh, Tyler would be Tonky Wong. Oh, Tonky who, Wong. Tonky <laughs> Wong. But I believe is running for office in the Japantown district. So what? You'd be Conky Aong. No, it's consonant. Fr- fr- oh, consonant. consonant so Conky Tong. Figure out your Donkey Con- Kong name. Wouldn't and you go Conky Nong? Honky Nong. Oh, yeah, I would be. Fuck! I got it wrong. <laughs> I got my own meme wrong. Wiki Paras to get! <laughs> Did you see the tweet from, I think it was Chris Kohler, that they found a picture finally of the butter Donkey Kong sculpture that Nintendo had, like, in their early years at some, like, it was like some holiday dinner or something, that it was a sculpted Donkey Kong out of butter with coconut to be, like, the fur. Mm-hmm. That they didn't like hung from their warehouses until it became green, green from mold or something. Oh god. <laughs> oh god! And then it sprouted into a man who named himself <laughs> Reggie Fisame. Yes. <laughs> I'm hungry for pizza. It must be a foot long. The Bigfoot pizza. <laughs> oh, man, man, that guy did two things great: Nintendo and pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reggie did. I'm, I'm sorry. I was waiting for a better punchline <laughs> that one. I thought. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, a millionaire, yes. retired in his 50s, did two good things. Yeah, yeah. well, good on him. It's going to be an exciting week. We've got Devil May Cry 5 coming out. None of us have played it at this point, I don't think, unless, Tyler, you, you have a surprise for us. I could have played it, but I oh. haven't. That's our Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> I've had the opportunity <laughs> to. But you passed. I, I, I just play Rocket League, sorry. Yeah. 
Fair enough. But that arrival inspired this week's list, which is going to be, we're going to be talking about series that got reboots. And then the reboots were out for a while, and the company said, you know what, we're going back to the original continuity. <laughs> this, we're walking it back. This didn't quite work out oh. like we wanted to, for whatever reason. So it's it's not that they just rebooted again, it's that they like they went backwards. Yes. Back in the old thing. Yeah, not that's, unlike that's Devil May the Cry. Rule. Because there's Which plenty. You can't call DMC anymore because that'll make me think of a better game. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but that's still that's, bitter. That that is it. Because actually I think we all we all like DMC, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I think that's them. pretty safe. Yeah, to say. yeah, but but that's what that's what's crazy is they walked that back just because I don't know general DMC perception. I mean, I'm sure there are a bunch of reasons. Yeah. Well, it was a different developer too, right? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You know, it's Western developers that are now owned by Microsoft, so it was it wasn't really likely to happen. Yeah. Again, like yeah. I mean, it, it seemed like sort of a, a potential offshoot series, and and the jury's kind of still out on like originally it was supposed to be a reboot. Then they said, like, oh, it's a prequel. This is like how Dante's hair turns white. And then they were like, you know what? It's an alternate continuity. This has no place in Devil May Cry 1 through 5. Yeah, it's, it's very weird with people about to go see a fucking Captain Marvel movie that gamers couldn't juggle multiple continuities in a game. <laughs> Just one thing negates the existence of everything else! Yeah. No, no, no. Ask, talk to Adam West, uh, who's having a conversation with Michael Keaton and Christian Bale. Yeah, I saw, Things can exist. I saw people talking like that about friggin' Star Trek when the J.J. Abrams movie came out. It's like, you mean all these things that came before have just ceased to exist? Like, no, you can still buy the DVDs, man. It's still there. Yeah, and J.J. Abrams, like, made the pussy boy move of making his movie set in an alternate universe where William Shatner's show still existed. Yep. Just so you couldn't complain about that. Uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta head off your critics at every, uh, <laughs> every hall, every corridor. I'm starting to think, like, maybe... Um, people who make anything just shouldn't listen to any feedback whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, never... kind of. No, artists yeah, just... should, should stop seeking criticism and just make whatever they want. And that's how we got the wonderful uh, Star Wars prequel movies. Mm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, good, that's also a good point. Yeah. You know, it's a and right now someone out there is like, "What? Those were good." Are you saying they're not? <laughs> and if that's I've someone that's out there before. listening, who's saying that in their head, mm. go to bed. Um, <laughs> go to bed. You have to get up for preschool tomorrow. Oh, man, someone's going to get angry. Three-head uh, fun it's... action scenes. That's all I can see. I, I'm yeah. sure if you really like The Phantom Menace that much, you've been way angrier at much more things. <laughs> That's yeah. yeah. That's why it cracks me up when people like flip out and say, like, The Last Jedi is terrible and all that. I'm like, wait, don't you remember we already did this? Like... <laughs> yeah. Didn't you hate the other three movies? That no, I, I think a anyway. lot of the people who uh, hate the Last Jedi loved the the first three movies. But uh, oh, okay. this is this is bordering dangerously close to political commentary here in this <laughs> fucking is? day and age. I, I okay. would never want having a strong stance on entertainment is now political. I mean, Chris. maybe if we were talking intergalactic trade federations, mm-hmm. uh, it'd be political. Yes, we're talking I Star am. Wars. Is Star Wars <laughs> politics now? Yeah, it can't be politics. There's nothing political in saying The Last Jedi is the best Star Wars movie of my lifetime. Absolutely not. <laughs> Yours or anyone oh, I, else? I guess I don't know. It is, because the original Star Wars and Empire came out before I was born. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's a good That's a good point. Oh, so only two, two, two out of three, huh? Man, you're old. Ooh, huh. Stop it. I'm, I'm, I'm perfect zenial age. Zenial? <laughs> I'm going to go get my zenial glamour shots right is when it, this is, is over. Is that what you're a zenial? That was that was a word someone was trying to come up with, but I mean that's pretty much the exploration of my entire being on every podcast. That I feel like a millennial because I've uh, 
uh, always hated myself and had the internet, but I also can remember a lot about rotary phones and had a black and white television. So mm. I Zenial. might as well be 80. Zenial sounds like a pill that would be advertised yeah. at 4 a.m. on Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> and it involves, Zenial. like, ask your doctor. Some sort of cartoon <laughs> animal that after it's uh, overcome its initial problem, you, you get to see sedate scenes of it reading a book or going to a child's birthday party. Oh, post Zenial, this mm-hmm. fucking animated kangaroo is oh, chill. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Pre- this kangaroo is everything. Is fucking nightmare uh, i mean it has non-stop no. diarrhea but mm. it's totally chill now yeah oh yeah at a child's it. birthday party worth it mm-hmm. fun fact you said diarrhea as i'm drinking pepo bismol which i love the taste of and i want everyone to know that cool. okay. you got a bad tum-tum right now i got a bad tum-tum the, ate too many case? tacos and pie Sour i don't tummy? think you're supposed to mix those in case of the rumblies as they would say on got, another yes. popular <laughs> podcast <laughs> That's one yeah. of the grossest combos I can think of, tacos and pie. Wow. It wasn't intentional. Taco pie, though? Delicious. <laughs> when you don't cook and leave your house, you gotta, you got to depend on what people bring or left here. Mm. <laughs> people are just bring, bringing like you. Like, somebody just, the, the postman left a uh, half-eaten hamburger. I'm just going to have to subsist <laughs> on that today. They did. The local school marm quit. Uh-huh. She, she dropped off her, her goodbye cake. <laughs> the image you just put in my head, Michael, I love just imagining a post postman walking around just eating a hamburger with one hand, delivering mail. Like, how badass is that guy? Mm-hmm. You you literally just described every Dagwood comic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, then I, I guess I fucking love Dagwood. <laughs> and he, he drops it on the ground and looks at it and is like, well, I can't just leave this here, so he just shoves it in the nearest mailbox and that's where Chris finds it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we veered so far off topic. It's good yes, to have yeah. Tyler back. Yes, it yeah. absolutely is. Welcome back, Tyler Wilde. Thanks. I'll continue to ruin the flow of your show. <laughs> Excellent. And much like the theme of this show, yes. we're going to bring it back. Yes, to we're bringing it back around <laughs> to the topic we tried to begin with, which is reboots that got the boot, as you put it. And we'll get into those right after this. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash lasertime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Lasertime network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. No, 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 no. you're yeah, our, our Oscar, official Oscar historian. Mm-hmm. Uh, we but appreciate also, it. people saying, oh, this Green Book's the worst Oscar, worst Best Picture winner of all time. Not even... Close. Yeah. Can you toss out some worse ones? Broadway Melody in 1929. Sure. Uh, Cavalcade. Greatest Show on Earth. Yeah, those all suck. Oh, The Greatest Show on Earth. I saw that recently. Wait, that is that was the circus t- one? Yes, the Charlton oh Heston circus God. one. Oh my God. I saw that in gifted <laughs> class. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on patreon.com slash laser time. And welcome back to our top five, where we will just dive straight into talking about what? Booted reboots. Uh, reboots that got the boot. Yes, yes. And we, let's begin with... Number five. Live from inside Chris's stomach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it involves shrieky monsters... Who are, by the way, allergic to light, if this rings a bell for Alone in the Dark. Yes. This is Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare, which I I feel like 
we've probably at this point set a record for podcasts in the year of our Lord 2019 talking about the Alone in the Dark series. Surpassed only by us talking about Soul Reaver and the Legacy yes, of Kane series. Yes, and, and Star Wars Force Unleashed. Yes. The, yes. Only, the only time I've talked about Alone in the Dark or heard anyone else talk about mm-hmm. Alone in the Dark has been on episodes of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, only, only times in my life, um, except for that one time we went to a preview event, you and I. Ah, yes. So so is this, is it possible that this show exists in an alternate universe where Alone in the Dark exists and outside of the show it doesn't? So it's like a Welcome to Night Vale thing where... We just keep talking about this scary game series that no one's heard of before. Yeah. See, that that happened to us on 302010 this week because it's the 20th anniversary of the movie Wing Commander. And I <gasps> had to make a, make a statement on the lines like, Wing Commander has its fans. I've just never met one. Pour one out for Matt Lillard, by the way, who found out he wasn't playing Shaggy by the news announcement of the new cast of oh, the Scooby-Doo no. movie. <laughs> Maybe he can come back for Mortal Kombat 11. Um, yeah. <laughs> or Scream, yeah. what, like 18? I don't know what, what Scream they're on I, right now. I, I want to veer off topic and talk about Wing Commander for a second. How do they fuck up the, the concept of Top Gun in space? Because right. that's... It, I loved the original game when I was a kid. There, you've met a fan. But, mm-hmm. uh, like, that's such a simple concept. <laughs> and they messed it up with all this weird space mysticism. And Matthew Lillard flailing around, and the the Kilrathi, who are like these cool tiger aliens in the game, just became these lumpy, dark turds swimming in a green <laughs> sewer. It was like one of the only games at the time that not only had a like f- fully realized universe, it had literal movie footage with actors yes, showing yes. you the universe, and they make a movie out of it that doesn't resemble anything, anything you, you wanted to You see. had Mark Hamill. Yeah, Mark Hamill interacting with tiger puppets that looked way better than the shitty CG creature effects they had in Wing Commander yeah. the movie. Yeah. And and way better than Malcolm McDowell, who I think was in the last game. <sighs> I think he was. But, but oh, I, yeah, that, was. that only comes to mind because, like... um. When I was about 15 and, like, I can't really buy my own games and I don't have – I think I had a job but not enough to, like, buy new games. I had uh, – I met a friend, my friend Sam, actually, who's on a bunch of Laser Time podcasts. And he had a bunch of PC games, not all of which would run on my parents' computer, but some did. And I wouldn't have played Alone in the Dark or I hadn't, wouldn't even have heard of it being almost an exclusively console gamer unless he told me, no, Alone in the Dark series uh, 1 and 3 are really good. And them happening to run on my my parents' Packard Bell. Oh, nice! And and that's otherwise I wouldn't know what they are. But I mean, if you, the only thing you can say about them is that they're like uh, uh, they're goofy Resident Evil precursors. Yeah, Packard like, Bell made me just think of I I passed by like a storefront the other day, and I said to myself like that had to have been a gateway store. Do you remember the gateway PC <laughs> store? Of course. Yes. With the cow, yes, the cow I know cow exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. It was probably a party city now. That was like a, yeah, yeah, it was like a, no, I think it was a furniture store, like a recliner store. Like, come in here and buy a Lazy Boy or something. I'm like, God. Because the, like, ar- the archway is like way bigger than the roof yes, of the rest of the complex. Yeah. Surpassed only by Circuit City archways of giant red oh, plugs. Geez. But yeah, I just saw, saw that and I'm like, that was such a slice of like a two to three year period. Like that was it. They weren't mm-hmm. around much longer than that. And it's the same yeah. time as like when Wing Commander was big. It's like I'm yeah. going to go to the Gateway store to look at PCs and ooh, look at the full motion video games here. Woo! Yeah. What so was with the cow thing. I don't know. It was their their quirky branding. Like, look, our our whole thing is like cheap PCs for the masses, and uh, they're they're under a thousand dollars. Can you believe it? And you you tell you work at PC Gamer. You tell us what's the history of this. 
I, now I want to re, I want to find I want to find the brand person who made that decision. <laughs> if yeah, you win a Pulitzer from coming up with, with this article, yeah. you, you know you know why it was because it's however many decades later and we're still talking about this shit. It That's was, why yeah, they and did it, it. it had it had something to do with their uh, headquarters location and that they wanted to remain folksy despite being a uh, make, despite be, making a product that old people were inherently afraid of. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. But it, so you bring in a couple cows, which, as we all know, um, are being taken away by uh, Casio Cortez. So, like once again, pray for cows. I like how the tech industry just went the opposite direction. Like now we're going to call stuff Google, and it's just going to say Google with different colors and like frighten mm-hmm. every old person <laughs> yeah. because yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that word. Google. What's up, Google? It's- it has the same color scheme as my Centrum Silver. <laughs> Speaking right, of cent- Centrum Silver, uh, yeah, shout out well to soon, Centrum Alex Silver. Rebecca. What? Vitamin of uh, all elderly podcasters. Yeah, um, right. Get well yeah. soon, Alex Trebek. I wouldn't even know that product still existed if not wow. for Jeff. Cons- promotional consideration by Centrum Silver. Thank you, Jeopardy. Thank you, Alex. Alex Trebek. He's a uh, he's 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 dope. He's a legend. So he's gonna fight it. Let's let's bring it back to monsters. Alone in monsters. the dark. Yeah. So Alone in the dark. this series started off as you said as like a bunch of goofy Resident Evil style games in the days before Resident Evil, where you were in like the 1920s or 30s, and you're like a paranormal investigator named Edward. Yeah, and you, you look like the, you look like the Pringles guy, yes. but you run like Steven Seagal. <laughs> yes, <laughs> both of these things are accurate and true. Which generation Seagal here? Because this there's a wide margin of early years Seagal running in like latter day Seagal running well I think uh, sixth above, gen- above the law like uh, little girl hands uh, Steven Seagal gotcha okay I was gonna say I think sixth gen Seagal had the best starters but there will always be a special place in my heart for fourth gen <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so alone <laughs> in the dark <laughs> Series of games set in the 20s, and they mm-hmm. rebooted it in uh, like the early 2000s with The New Nightmare. And it was on Dreamcast, and it was set in the modern era. Is is set in October 2001. Wow, the first post-9-11 game. <laughs> and it was not great. When we get to the island, for your safety, you'd better stay close to me. My safety? Is there any danger? I was hired to authenticate the translation of the Afghanistones. I will be working with Professor Morton. My best friend died because of those tablets. He was killed on Shadow Island. And I swear I'm going to find whoever did it. I'm very sorry. This is good dialogue. I'm a more believable and nuanced character now. This this game should have been called the Tablets of Shadow Island. (laughs) I would have bought that. Oh, because yeah. the new nightmare is such an original title. Yeah. Well, it's it's new. It's nightmare. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and Wes Craven won't sue us, so let's go ahead and throw it in there. I'm going to say this was perfectly serviceable in the days when every other game was a Resident Evil knockoff. I remember playing it at the time and enjoying it, and just even trying to watch it now, it does not hold up at all. You get to play as either Edward Carnby, who now has a mullet and a trench coat and looks all tough. Or is Aileen Cedric, and when you pick them on the character select screen, uh, Edward Carnby his his listed as uh, you know you get his name, age, occupation, and then characteristic. Is, owns a double barreled gun. 
That's his characteristic. Yeah. So he has a double-barreled <laughs> pistol, and then you can get a triple-barreled shotgun. Is like one of the first weapons what? that you find. What, what would your characteristic be if that's the kind of characteristic uh, that defined you? Uh, runs and hides. <laughs> <laughs> For being realistic. Yeah. Uh, uh, likes golden retrievers. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, uh, get sick from pie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But yes, Mine would be like uh, owns uh, two half-used deodorant sticks that he had an allergic reaction to before he found <laughs> nice. a, a Just brand doesn't have the heart to throw him. them away? Just like, ah, it's yeah, a waste. De- ha- hasn't thrown away uh, deodorant <laughs> that yes. he doesn't use. Alias, uh, uh, oh, what, did, what did my ex-girlfriend used to call it? Why, alias Weiler. Uh, never gave Chris back his banjo kazooie vinyl. <laughs> what? Do I still have that? You do. Aww. You do. Uh, well, I'll look for it, but it, it could be in Maryland. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it, it's it's okay because to put it on speakers at this point to play that record, I sound like it'll make me look like a serial killer who's in preschool. <laughs> this, 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 so, like, yeah, I feel like you've never. Well, maybe you have mentioned it, but you haven't mentioned it month much because and I would feel this way too it's kind of like it just feels kind of weird to like ask for your banjo kazooie <laughs> you know like you almost don't even want to ask for a bag no, even, if you re- even if you do kind of want it it's like what yeah. am I going to do make you go to the post office and like hold up a, a, an album with a bear and a bird on it like how get this <laughs> how happened I, I will, if I find it I'll ship it to you um, with a little lock of my hair so alone in the dark. <laughs> alone in the dark. <laughs> so the first, the original game was about like it was the Cthulhu mythos, unlicensed. Yeah. When you said twenties, uh, thirties, I was like, oh, that's Al- alone in the dark. Two was uh, voodoo uh, pirate zombies. Alone in the dark. Three was cowboy zombies. And then this is like, no, we're this is about uh, someone who discovers an ancient uh, magical evil and allows. Monsters from a shadow dimension to cross over, but they're weak against light and UV light in particular. So you need to like shine a flashlight at them as you as you shoot them in they, order to kill them. They had so much zombie gold to continue mining, though. Mm-hmm. You just you missed alien zombies, yeah, yeah, yeah. zombie zombies, ghost zombies. There's at least like yeah. five or six other varieties of zombies I could list off. No wonder mm-hmm. they Coconut went back. zombies, but. Yeah. <laughs> But then if you're if you're well this game does did have zombies it had like weird zombies with like mouths that went vertically up their whole torsos Oh yeah mouth zombies yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I was going to list out mouth zombies yeah, sure sure and and they just wore jeans for some reason but went topless Denim zombies Denim Got zombies it. yes and also just I normally don't play sound clips this long, but this conversation is so dumb that I had to expose you guys to the whole thing Aline Yeah I just don't understand what part Obed Morton's playing in all this business. My feeling is that it's his brother who holds all the answers. His brother? Alan, Obed's twin brother. So that's it. It seems as though Alan Morton is... How can I put it? Diabolic. Yeah, that's the term that fits him best. I found out he killed his own father, Howard, and used him as a subject for his experiments. He's a monster. Aline, you're holding something back. I believe, I think that Alan Morton, like some sort of Dr. Moreau, genetic manipulation of... Nailed that pronunciation. (laughs) On creatures of darkness. That would explain... Aline, we've got to stop him. Carnby, I'm way out of my element here. And I'd be a liar if I told you I've got it under control. 
Just keep your chin up. Wait, you're surprised that a person named Aline is mispronouncing words? Her entire name mm-hmm. is mispronounced. It's Eileen. There's Aileen. Oh, no, it, there's an A there. It's A-L-I-N-E. Aileen Cedric, which is spelled, it should be pronounced Cedrac, looks like. But uh, <laughs> I feel yeah. like. But, you know, it's like very I, important that you know all these character names. Obed, Alan, Howard, whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not at all irrelevant to anything. Alone in the Dark, again, is like this a, a weird era where it was one of the biggest PC exclusives that, that didn't really penetrate the console market. By the time it did, you would never know why. Yeah, we'd move yeah. on. I mean, it, there were console releases of, I think, there were. every single There's game, the, but they were, like, on 3DO and things that nobody played. Right. <laughs> and they were terrible. Yeah. Uh, don't say that, Chris. That's diabolic. <laughs> diabolic. <laughs> yeah, that's the word I'd use. <laughs> I've been known to diabolic a little mm. bit. So uh, the theme here, of course, is not just reboots that got ignored, but they went back to the original, the original, original continuity after this, it, that 2008's Alone in the Dark? 2010? When did that game come out? Please don't look at me like I know anything about Alone in the Dark. <sighs> we've already established these. We've done like, knows anything We've done about. like 10 shows about this. <laughs> but I, th- I think it was 2008 that the, the newer game uh, was like, this is the same Edward Carnby from the first game. He's been like kept unnaturally young for 70 years by... Lucifer, who's possessed uh, him this whole time. It's Keanu Reeves. Hmm. I got yeah, you. Kind of, sure, sure. But, uh, yeah, so it not only wiped out the silly two and three, but also New Nightmare is no longer part of that canon. It is just floating in space all by itself, never to be revisited except in the terrible Uva Bowl movie, which is 100% based on it. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> it even has uh, Tara Reid as, uh, as Aileen Cedric. With her, oh, with I, her uh, mousy little scientician voice. <laughs> Classic Uve to choose that game, the the game that the Outcast game to base the uh, movie on. Mm. Yeah, let's move along to something more comfortable. Number four. Marion. Oh man, not this again. Oh hell yeah. Someone here can guess this. This is the volleyball scene from Wing Commander, the deleted yes, scene yes. from Top Gun in Space. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> That's what that song they was. They play Space Volleyball. Uh, this is Double Dragon Neon? Yeah, this is Double Dragon Neon. Oh. Marion gave it away. Not again. Not again. Uh, and I think you're giving that game a ton of credit for having continuity. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, to be fair, no game in the Double Dragon series had a continuity since Super Double Dragon. Um, they were all kind of standalones after that. There was the awful Double Dragon 5. Uh, there was the Neo Geo fighting game that is now available on as like a PlayStation classic and nobody's aware of, but was vaguely yeah. based on the movie. And yeah, we did a we did a stream of of three terrible tries at Double Dragon mm. in honor of Double Dragon Four coming out. Do you remember that? Because they remade two mm-hmm. uh, with three Wander of the Dragons, and it came yeah. out around the same time as Double Dragon Neon, the movie which... starring Party of Five Scott Wolf. <laughs> That's right. And Terminator 2's Robert Patrick. Oh man! Oh, man. But so I 
I looked into this just a little bit, and most of these games were produced under license from this company called Million that owned the copyright to Double Dragon after Technos folded. Ah, okay. And uh, so then they were they were licensing it out, and Majesco got a hold of it and made this wonderful game with WayForward that seemed to be like it was going to be the start of a new franchise. And then Arc System Works bought the license from Million, now owns it completely, along with all of Technos's other stuff, so that's why they've been making excellent new River City Ransom games mm. and a somewhat less than excellent Double Dragon 4. I was going to say, with Ark, though, I mean, with the, those are the Guilty Gear guys, right? Yes. The, the, yes. I mean, can you imagine, like, a Double Dragon with that, like, anime art style? Like That would be badass. Super high res. Oh, I, I don't know why they decided to make something that's, we're going to do a sequel to Double Dragon 2 in the exact same art style as Double Dragon 2. Ugh. Yes, but now with more screen tearing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And absolutely merciless death traps. We've talked about it before. I'd love to see a true return of the belt scroller genre. Like, it's it's just a missing genre at this point. Like, no one does them anymore. Yeah, they happen every yeah, once I, in a while. I always say that because, like, yeah, I, what is that line I always use? If, if aliens came down in 1989 and asked me what, what are video games, Double Dragon would be one of five games in my presentation mm-hmm. because it, it, def- it created... I feel like it created what did you call it the belt belt scrollers. Mm-hmm. I just started hearing that. I have belt, I belt have scrollers. That's uh, what's happening to me as I get older. Am I right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Mid- midsection getting a bit. <laughs> anyway, yeah. That's I'll why be you here get... Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll send you to my fish. Spanx guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Double Dragon was like practically forgotten in the like the sixteen and thirty two bit eras yeah, because yeah. it's like. You know what everyone loves now? Street Fighter. You know what nobody cares about? Double fucking dragon. Uh, Which is weird because I always feel like that's a, the natural evolution for Street Fighter is to just bring those characters into a double dragon game. Yeah. Well, they did the opposite. You got the Final Fight characters now in Street Fighter right. games. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And it should be it should be both. It really should. Yeah. yeah. Chris, I'm, I'm still kind of sitting with your premise of aliens coming to Earth and the first thing they ask is, what's a video game? We've <laughs> <laughs> been hearing so much. What? what? Was there not, like, an 80s movie made where that's the plot and then, like, there's a tournament between the aliens and, like, the cool kids playing Pong or something? We have an early version of your internet, and it's apparently all anyone's talking about. (laughs) It's 1989. We've been hearing a lot about video games. Are there any magazines we could subscribe to that could tell us more? Wait, this is just Star Trek um, Four yeah. now, so all the magazines are gone. <laughs> so this is going to happen in 20 years. All the game magazines will be gone, and sure. we'll have to travel back in time mm-hmm. to bring them a game magazine. Yes. <laughs> or you can just go into the next room. I have a ton of them on my shelves. Um, <laughs> it was called it was called Die Hard Game Fan Number Two, and it was excellent. Oh, the Adventures right. of the Monitor <laughs> made me hard. Um, but Double Dragon Neon, I love. Because it's no, it's easily the goofiest take on Double Dragon, sure. and it's like they took everything fun about the '80s and left out the horrible nuclear paranoia and <laughs> denim, and uh, they just like coalesced it all into one game with amazing music, lots of goofy jokes, and this weirdo, Marion. Who are you? I'm your worst nightmare. I love I love Skullmageddon because yes he makes this badass entrance on this throne with like you know the um 
like rice paddy hat slung over his face and he's just like looking all mysterious and just like stomping around and and then he just like flips up the hand like yeah i'm a parody <laughs> skeletor i'm gonna sing a song at the end of this game i'm rusty venture yeah that's better uh, belt stroller watch that <laughs> Christmas, yeah. <laughs> and it also paid homage to one of my favorite spelling errors in all of video game history. In Double Dragon 3, if you played two-player, you got to see a screen that said, introduce the heroes as Bimmy and Jimmy instead of Billy and Jimmy. And so you get to a point in Double Dragon Neon where you fight these two massive clones of yourselves, and they are named... Bimmy and Jammy. Listen to your mom, Bimmy. <laughs> Which, again, in that, that, that triple double dragon shit show, that is, I believe that's where someone mentioned it in the chat, the, the ballad of Bimmy. And I, could, I couldn't stop laughing for days. For My, days over the mistranslation Bimmy. Yeah, it, it reminds me, we, so... When I got this game, Double Dragon 3, for my birthday, way, way back in the day, like I had a sleepover with a bunch of friends, and we played it, and I had an unfortunate friend there who was named Billy, and every friend who was there that night just (laughs) relentlessly called him Bimmy for like the next couple years. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, that that probably stuck. Yeah, yeah, it stuck. Uh, I feel a sense of responsibility there, but... um, Yeah, well, you know, his therapist's making good money, thanks to you. <laughs> well, as long as I can keep a therapist in business. It's his fault for being yeah. named Billy. Yeah. Gosh. Um, anyway, uh, another thing I loved about this game was, so the power-ups were in the form of tapes, and they would grant right. different moves or abilities, um, but they would also be accompanied by very short musical loops that were distinct parodies of various 80s artists, Here's the one that gave you the one inch punch move. And just loops from there. It is truly an unnecessary triumph from uh, Vert Jake Hoffman. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it really is. It's like one of the unsung, unsung things about the game. And what isn't your power ups just two liters of soda? I think so, yeah. That just refilled it, your life. Yeah, and that had nothing to do with any other Double Dragon game except that, like, the game knew exactly who it was, what nostalgia it was targeting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Did, yes. did you ever try drinking an entire two liter? Uh, uh, I probably like tried one. During this podcast or this morning? Because, yes. <laughs> like, ever? Like, yeah. yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah, at several sleepovers, I, like Michael was talking about. Like, I would just load up on, like, Starburst and two yeah. liters. I did it in uh, sixth grade. I drank a, an entire two liter. Of uh, Dr. Pepper. Nice. This was at like a, a school fair. Congratulations. Sounds uh, like a good night. And I, there was like a dunk tank thing, oh. and I did that. Great idea. Also, uh, and I didn't, I got dunked. I didn't pee in the water, uh, which is where you might think this story mm-hmm. is going. Mm-hmm. Yes. But after that, I suddenly had to pee uh, a lot. Wow. Because uh, it was kind of warm. Water was warm. I was, and so I went to the bathroom, but <laughs> I was wearing jeans. The water made them extremely hard. I couldn't uh-huh. get the button. Yeah, it was the water the that made your jeans hard. Sure. <laughs> hard well, and wet. It, you what know, they they shrunk in it, yeah. and I couldn't get the button. I know I how that works. My pants standing at the uh, urinal. <laughs> you beat your pants uh, standing at the urinal because <laughs> I couldn't get my jeans. <laughs> They're already wet, man. Who's going to notice? 
Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh. That that's what I had to do. But I drank, I drank two liters of Dr. Pepper. I couldn't hold it another oh, second. Man. And then um, I got a big rash on my leg from peeing Ooh, my oh, pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got poisoned by your own piss? Yeah. This, oh that's uh, probably one of the more than like top ten. I mean, you got to own that. Yeah, you gotta, life, you gotta life really up. dunked on you in that moment. Yep, you, yeah, you just got to anyway. back up from the urinal, look at everyone else in the bathroom, mm-hmm. be like, "Yes, yeah, so." Yeah, be like, "I win." <laughs> Fuck <laughs> yeah! <laughs> My one friend who was there when I drank the whole two liter thought I was cool for doing it, so I got that. Well, you know, social. <laughs> that's that's definitely there, something. The one friend that after that unfortunate incident was was no longer <laughs> your one <laughs> remaining friend, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, had no friends anymore. <laughs> As you do. I, I love the silly 80s details in this game, like Williams, who's like a standard mook in the original Double Dragons games, comes in and he's like wearing, uh, is it like he's tied handkerchiefs around each ankle, so he's got these little wings coming off of his feet, and throughout the game, like he goes through all these costume changes, but he always has little handkerchiefs. Uh, it's a nice touch. But I, I do have some more musical clips from the tape collection. There's this. Girl, you know I can't tell you lies That's a minefield of deep emotion I'll just look right into your eyes Like the fears inside a love explosion Never gonna get, never gonna give, <laughs> get a suit. <laughs> that reminds Absolutely me not. so much of like a Yakuza game where the karaoke segments are just... Close enough to recognizable pop hits. I'm, I'm talking specifically of Zero here, where it's like 80s pop hits, but it's mm-hmm. like they've changed one or two notes. It's like, no, you're not going to get us. They're not going to sue us, yeah. but you know what song this yeah. is. And, you know, just in case you thought they were leaving out stuff like Public Enemy. I dislike law enforcement with a vengeance. They're just bullies with the worst of intentions. Just the thought gets me and my friends so mad. Gotta find a cop and kick him in the go man. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that Sprite commercial with like the basketball actors that then like mm-hmm. they have like British. I accents. went to Cambridge. <laughs> it's like I'm going to kick him in the gonads. Yeah. I was like, I played Othello at yes. uh, Cambridge, Oxford, <laughs> yes. something. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, anyone got anything else to say about no, Double I mean, Dragon? You no, know, this game's super cool. Yeah. I, I do. I do have a weird because of. I think we we didn't get another one because I think. Uh, one, it's a licensed product, and mm-hmm. two, I think um, they raised enough awareness. They, they they elevated the brand so much. That I think I'm imagining WayForward had a tr- had problems making a second one. So Could I would be. pick this up wherever you can, mm. just in case this disappears because it's fucking charming. It really is. It's it's yeah. a little a little long, and like you get what it's doing after a while, and but it's funny. It's 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 awesome. It's a great little tribute to a video game property that deserved better. And again, uh, the the villain thing sings a song over the end credits, which we might play in the break here. Who knows? Um, but let's move on for now to... Number three. Bet you wish you'd opted for conversation now, don't you? Yeah, and you can run too. Why are you following me? I'm not. I'm looking for... Farah. I heard you yelling. You and your girlfriend should get out of here. Girlfriend? Farrah's <laughs> not my girlfriend. She's my donkey. Oh! Was that Nolan North? Oh, was that Nolan North? That was Nolan North. Was that Prince of Persia? Yes, it was. Pop, pop! <laughs> <laughs> I did not get that right till the end. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Prince of Persia, the, the 2008 Prince of Persia, which was a complete departure 
from what had gone before. This this was the second reboot for the Prince of Persia franchise. Following there was the original series mm-hmm. one, two, and three D. There was uh, Sands of Time, yeah. Warrior Within, and uh, Two Thrones. I think. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Two Thrones. And uh, and then they're like, yeah, let's start a new a, a new series. Uh, Two thousand eight Prince of Persia it has a brilliantly colorful art style. Is this the semi cell shaded looking yes. one? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It was the good one. Yeah, it was really good. Just kidding. And and as a fan of the the trilogy beforehand, I was actually initially disappointed. It's like it doesn't have the dagger of time. It doesn't. I don't get to see more of the prince and Farah. But uh, yeah, oh, it wasn't the big deal. Like oh, like the the difficulty is is non-existent. Really, yeah, like you can just reset, and people were mad. Yeah, like, if you you die, you instantly start over with no load times. And, and I thought was, it was a godsend. It encouraged you to try and do anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but this was definitely at a time where like the word casual gamer was coming into everyone's lexicon, you know, and it was just like, oh, they're casualifying it. That's, that's a pity. Because it yeah. it, it was it was, it was really, really fun, but yes, it did like. It said, you know what, rather than make you hold down a button every time you mess up, how about we just have uh, our princess immediately save you and throw you back to where you were a couple seconds ago? I think maybe the, yeah, the backlash... Yeah, made it really fun. I think maybe the backlash <laughs> was the original, Prince, the original Prince of Persia games were... They were known to be pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. You know? Very uh, punishing. I, I played that first one. They, they were known to literally chop you in half if you tried to jump through a portcullis wrong. And as Chris was saying, Ubisoft figured it out and said, well, how about we let them redo things so it's not so punishing? Mm-hmm. And it it's still super fun. Like, yeah, it's a game about running on walls and avoiding death traps. You can't really go wrong. Now, this one though, we're saying makes this list because they there was a game after this. There was. Yeah, I'm now I'm really confused. So, the the one of the game after this, it was a tie-in for the. Movie, I thought so really. too. It was not Michael a tie-in. Me. It just came out at the same time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was tied in. It was coincided. It with coincided the release, with the movie's release, but it didn't have Jake Gyllenhaal. It was a direct sequel to the events of the first game, uh, whereas the movie kind of retold the story in a completely different way. They added a fourth game to the Sands of Time trilogy. We'll let you try to guess what the appropriately uh, named title of this game is, Chris. Mm. What? It's Forgotten For- Sands. Yeah. <laughs> forgot. Wow. And oddly enough, <laughs> we forgot all about it. This was not just uh, forgotten. This was not just one game. It was four games. Four games that all came out at the same time. The Wii game, the PSP game, and the 3DS game were all completely different from the game that oh, came God. out on 360, PS3, and PC. Oh. They had different plots, different gameplay. That was uh, one yeah. of the entries on our show about like things, uh, trends in the game industry that no longer happen mm-hmm. was this trend of like different versions of games on different yep. platforms yeah, at yeah. the same time. That, that, that was the time that I was getting into this business and Michael as well. Wasn't it fun reviewing four different versions <laughs> of every game? Wasn't that fucking great? Uh-huh. But some were uh, some were yeah. more charming than others. Like Ghostbusters, the Wii version had that different like cartoony art style, mm-hmm. and, uh, and plus a, a level where you you blow up a game developer's office yeah. instead of an architect's <laughs> office. Yeah. That, that I, was, I really only remember the Two Thrones name because I wrote up a news story when uh, we when I used to do those. Mm-hmm. About the two thrones coming to the platform that truly deserved it, the Wii. Control the prince with Waggle. I was so happy. It was a much different time. <laughs> well, it also seemed really appropriate because you had... That That was the game that kind of explored the... like We, we kind of created two very different characters in the first and second games of this trilogy. So two thrones is... 
uh, let's kind of bring them together. The two different voice actors are going to voice the normal prince and the dark prince. And the dark prince has that like segmented whip that uh, makes him really cool yeah. and he can swing around on stuff. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Wait, which game was it that he became like a San Diego screamo band guy? Warrior Within. That was Warrior Within. <laughs> but I, it's the the second one. I always just call it the Edge Lord Prince of Persia because it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy because like uh, the, the, the what was the the history of that game? They released Beyond Good and Evil in that game on the same day during a very crowded November, and they both got they both tanked. Yeah, Prince the first and, Prince of Persia: Sands of Time, and they they technically rebooted it with Part Two to make the Prince edgier by checking all the boxes of why they thought the game failed, even though it was an undiscovered classic. And then the, the third game is like this brilliant course correction. Yeah. We're like, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna totally get rid of the dumb thing we did in the second game. We're just gonna combine it with what we are, are more proud of in the first. Yeah, it game. was the original team coming back and saying like, okay, let's let's rather than just say like, now our prince is happy again. Yeah, let's just combine these two things and and try to reconcile them with each other. Didn't the second game have yeah. its own version of Mister X where it would have like this enemy yeah, chasing the, you? The Haka, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that was terrifying. The whole game, you mm. just had to keep moving. Because if the Haka caught you, it was like game over. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen, by the way, how horny people are for Mr. X? Hell yeah. yeah. We gave, we gave you credit for the PC Gamer tweet with the uh, the guy in the thumb. That was so beautiful. And okay. and now they've moved on to, like, Thomas, Thomas the, the Tank, tank Engine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, the only disappointing thing about that is they yeah. didn't put the music in They did there. put the music. It's uh, terrifying. Not the one I saw. Oh not the one I saw. It's, uh, just, it's just the original Resident it Evil It sounds so music. sinister when it's this train coming at you in the dark. <laughs> None of you are singing the same song. I'm singing so the real. So <laughs> for Thomas the Tank Engine? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh-huh. Uh, oh, Chris. Come on, you know people are horny for Thomas the Tank Engine somewhere. <laughs> somewhere want to, on this I think we should all get together on one location and pull a train on him. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, I'll let myself out. <laughs> all right, bye, see you, buddy. Thanks for having me on, everyone. Uh, but yeah, um, so getting back to 2008 Prince of Persia, <laughs> I feel like we're, we're sticking to a theme here with wild digressions of our own. Get him a, have wild on. Yeah. Aha! <laughs> but, uh, so, this game revolved around the addition of Elika, a very important character. So, princess. Will you stop calling me that? Well, that's what you are, isn't it? A princess? My name is Elika. All right. Sorry, Princess Elika. I didn't catch your name. That's because I didn't give it to you. And I never will, because I'm just the prince. It's Nolan North. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's, it was in everything that yeah. year, but I also got to throw uh, props. The soundtrack to this was also really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was fucking excellent. I love this soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Do you think we could just cancel the upcoming Aladdin movie and just do a prin- like another Prince of Persia movie with oh. like that soundtrack? Be less embarrassing. Be yeah. uh, but Elika, not only, uh, as we mentioned, she, she rescues you when you fall off of stuff. She also uh, helps out with fighting. So you can work together to juggle enemies. And uh, she's also key to one of the more interesting aspects of this this game, which is that you are trying, you're in an open world and you're trying to restore the landscape one area at a time. And uh, it's up to her magic to do that. I think if I...
it's just another plot of me. <laughs> no? not That didn't remind you guys of Captain EO? Uh-huh, maybe a little bit. Fuck you guys. Yeah, you know, Ooh, you know, know what I'm thinking about? You know, this, this Remembering this game is making me mad at Bioshock Infinite for just doing this game's shtick. Hmm. It's fucking bullshit. Well, she's not... Elizabeth, oh, you know what? this is... They just... It's uh, it's the same. But you don't hear her saying, Prince, catch! Prince, catch! Constantly. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's right. But I, I remember, I think, that one of the the aspects that annoyed people is that the wasn't the... You didn't die. The princess would pull you out of yeah, pits. Yeah, that's like, what and I then was then you would saying, Instantly, yeah. she would yank you back up and throw you back. Mm-hmm. But like, if you were really fucking up, you could see that thing like once every four seconds. Mm. Yeah. The, prince, the princess pulling you out of a mm-hmm. pit. So don't fuck up constantly. I don't learn things. <laughs> These podcasts are evidence of that. You're like, no, I'm a rebel. I'm going to do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And yes. that's how you get yeah, Far you Cry Anything 3. that looks like course correction for this sh- for any of the shows that I've done. Surely it's the game that is broken, not I. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the game that is wrong. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this this was really cool. And, and yeah, like... Like Okami, like Saboteur, like other games that uh, have you transform a chunk of the world at a time, like it opens up new gameplay possibilities and new things to find when you turn things from dark and scary into bright and sunny. And it's it, this is a really cool game. Uh, you can you can get it on PC. Uh, okay. Probably for cheap. Yeah, it's I the one so. Prince of Persia I missed. I, I skipped this one. I, I played Forgotten Sands, but I didn't hmm. play this one. Yeah, this is definitely worth. I, I mean, into. I'm, I'm riddled with fond memories of it right now. Mm-hmm. I, but I haven't. I honestly haven't gone back to revisit almost any 360 game. So I'm kind of hmm. be weirded out to see how it looked right now. But I remember it being so fucking pretty. And just and just the only thing I didn't like about the Prince of Persia series is that it was all so bland looking, given its location and time period. And this wasn't. There were reds and pinks, oh, yeah. and uh, it was beautiful. It, yeah, it was in blues. It was it was beautiful. I bet this yeah, don't, up with its don't, don't put don't put this on the location and, and time period. I think the depictions of it were just not that because this game depicted it. No, no, no. We all know that we all know that the color red was banned in Iran. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, uh, 1950s America was in black and white. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what all anyone was allowed to wear until you had premarital all, sex, as we all saw mm-hmm, in Pleasantville, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. it becomes gone. All men wore brown yes. <laughs> and hats. <laughs> it's sensible, Chris. <laughs> Dude, the hats <laughs> thing is wild. Like Tyler, there's a story about <laughs> Jesus. it's. <laughs> It's like about how when a guy invented the top hat, he like walked out of his little workshop with it, and people like fainted. They mm. were like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> oh man, I gotta have one of those. That's the best like, walking billboard I've ever seen. Holy shit, I should invent billboards. <laughs> and then, but if, then if you walked around without a hat, people were like, "Oh my god, what has happened, sir? Uh-huh. Sir, what sir. has happened to you? Sir, are you ill? Sir, do you need do you need an you asylum? Okay? You got to believe there's that one guy who isn't going bald that has like a beautiful head of hair." That's mm-hmm. just walking around, and people are just like, you fucking asshole. Where is your wig, harlot? <laughs> your powdered wig, because you're a man in the 18th century. Uh, <laughs> there were also like, whole, there were like literal street fights about when it was okay to wear a straw hat. Sorry, I know a hmm. lot about hat history. I guess you reason, do. But <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated by how obsessed <laughs> men were with hats and, and, and how somehow this like incredibly massive social faux pas of like not wearing a hat mm-hmm. went away mm-hmm. like just in the it's 80s because suddenly. of kennedy Thanks. no because of perms no, no. those two i mean there's a whole australian band dedicated to them men mm-hmm. in hats yes yes 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's interesting it that you guys mentioned black and white because that kind of leads us into our number two. Yeah, it's a bunch of static and noise. Uh, it's like every morning when I wake up and I'm trying to like come to and get ready for the day. Mm. Well, maybe I can give you a better hint. He said his name was Calypso. He ran some kind of weird contest, and he was looking for people like me to be a part of it. He told me if I won, I could have the one thing my heart desired. I may be no rocket scientist, but I know opportunity when I see it. Hmm, what game is this? Yes, Calypso. Calypso. <laughs> this is Metal Gear Black. <laughs> well, you're close. It's Twisted Metal Black. What did I... Da, God damn it. Da, 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 uh, by the way, it's also da, men da, without da, hats. Da, they sing the safety dance. Yeah. Damn it. And they're from Canada. You're, not you're on the men with hats of a role. sing the danger dance. Come <laughs> on. You just cut me out of the whole episode. I'd really appreciate it. I, I mean, I'm sure door. that'll have to happen eventually. <laughs> uh, one, one of us will do something so horrible we have to be cut out of every episode. Thank God for multi-track. Um, yes. yes, sorry. Twisted Metal Black, mm-hmm. the uh, dark version of Twisted Metal, a series that's already pretty dark. The, about the very 90s high school dark version. Where it's just yeah. like, let's make everyone, like, this is already, like, Twisted Metal is already a pretty dark series to begin with, yeah. and it had a sort of cartoonishness yeah. to it, and this is just like, no, let's make it really serious, and everyone's gross and disfigured, and uh, just killing nonstop, and... But it was it was inarguably a cool motif. Mm. When the game came back for PS3, I'm like, I thought it lost something. It kind of did, by, by being cartoony and I, colorful again. It's the opposite of the last actually- game. Yeah, th- this is a weird one for me because usually the gritty, gritty reboot this sucks, but I loved this game. Oh, yeah. oh this, was, was, this great. was amazing. I loved uh, it. And way, I also had never, never heard the song Painted Black before this oh, game. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, like, well, you, you couldn't help but hear it. And, but but so yeah, this, this is what I associate with it now because it used it so oh, well exa- in the end credits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Spoken by like, people who don't watch Full Metal Jacket once a year. <laughs> Isn't it funny that, uh, yeah, at the time, you know, we, we thought this game was pretty cool. Uh, the guy, David Jaffe, who created this, went on to create Drawn to Death, which is basically the same premise of, like, hmm. 90s Edgelord game, <laughs> was not as effective. Mm, no. Eat my shit! Yeah, Jack, I'm gonna shoot yeah, you Jack. with my dick! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's had he's had some comments over time that have been like, yeah, that sounds like the creator of Metal <laughs> 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 And Kratos, right? The creator yeah, of Kratos. Yeah. And yet he seems to be mellowing with age, so good for him, Boy. I guess. Boy. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, this was like the most edgelord twisted metal because uh, you had like Mr. Grimm. He's he's already death. He's about as dark as it gets. No, we're gonna Dude. somehow make him darker by turning him okay. into a Vietnam vet who was thrown into a hole and forced to eat his best friend after he died. They say the mind bends and twists in order to deal with the horrors of life. I think my mind bent so much it snapped in two. When a platoon of GIs freed me two weeks later, they tried to take the helmet off. I killed four of them before they took me down. After that, they shipped me back to the States and put me in the asylum. With with a little bit of a Fly the Navigator soundtrack in there. (laughs) This is why when he sees a red door, he wants it painted black. (laughs) (laughs) But that that song was used in such a cool way because you didn't hear it till the... 
you finish the game, but like the, the opening of the game was just the first couple just of licks. Lick, yeah, on the guitar like, licks. Light yeah. licks from the guitar. But Chris, I mean, so this cool. guy, what he went through now, <laughs> when he sees girls walk by dressed in their summer clothes, he's going to turn his head until the darkness goes. That's just, just goes. what he went through, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're right. The way you presented, it, I should hate this game. But like, I thought it, I thought it was a good look for the series. Oh, the I loved series it. Well, it like was it. it was so dark and and grim at the time, and yet like you could do stuff like ah, you're gonna shoot you shoot a, I'm gonna run into the base of a Ferris wheel and set it rolling over a town. Or I'm gonna shoot this passenger plane and make it crash, yeah. and that will transform the landscape it in was, interesting it was ways. Tony right. hawking the levels, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah, a plane crash. That's a really good way to put it. <laughs> Because the, the the series, the gameplay had been refined enough throughout four point five games at this point, but it never really it looked like, it looked like sh- it looks like unplayable shit now. The first couple Twisted Metals and this because not unlike I don't want to say Wind Waker, but because it chose a motif, mm-hmm. it looks special and it still stands. No, you're right. Out. This game's just like Wind Waker. You heard it here from Chris yep, Antonio. Exactly. exactly. God damn it. It's exactly like Wind Waker. <laughs> it's more like Minecraft. Ah, let me go back to that. I do feel like my love for Rocket League kind of started with this yeah. series. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. 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 Just like I just wanted to drive cars that like did think like had. I mean, Rocket League, you don't have weapons, but yeah, I just yes. felt like cars. Ro- were, like, Rocket. The the most important basic building block of a video game was like a car to me. Yeah. Rocket League is to uh, Twisted Metal as a. Uh, <laughs> As a, a WWE is to UFC. Oh, there you okay. go. Yeah, sure. Yeah, in a way, yeah. <laughs> it's real to me, Chris. So, Twisted Metal—that's that's an SAT question. Yeah. <laughs> Twisted Metal Black obviously followed the first four Twisted Metal games on PS One. The first two were amazing. The second two were not amazing no. at all. And so, this was like a very badly needed refresh for the series. Yeah. And it was like this this cool, promising reboot. Everything's uh, changed. And then uh, they decide, rather than making a Twisted Metal Black 2, which was apparently going to be a thing. Yep. Uh, uh, Subtitled mm-hmm. Back in Black. Maybe. Missed opportunity. Uh, but it was, uh, according yep. to gallery features that popped up later on, it was going to be, uh, have like an on-foot aspect. So it was going to, in like no. a big open oh, world with like arenas that were interconnected with freeways. So oh, it was going to no. be. That would have been the worst. Going to be kind of gta and it got scrapped yeah. in favor of Twisted Metal head-on which was the PSP game, later came to PS2, and it basically pulled a Superman Returns and said, you know what, Uh, nothing after Twisted Metal 2 actually happened. We're just picking up the storyline from there. Okay. Where was the uh, where was the little micro story? RC car version of Twisted Metal? That, twi- there, Twisted there Metal Small Brawl, Small Brawl, which was just Small Brawl. I, I don't think anyone thought that was an actual reboot. That was just a. Uh, but that, there, how was there a story? We have done. Uh, we did a laser time totally ending theater looking at the endings of all the game. And by the way, everyone dies at the end of Twisted Metal. <laughs> uh, except one yeah. character. It's true. Grim. Mr. Oh, Grim. Yes. I want the whole world to know my face. Then I'll stretch your face yeah. and make it the sky. Well, it's, yeah. it's, like, <laughs> it's like Mortal Kombat. Like, yeah, everyone died, but nobody did. Well, the so. one character can't die yeah. is the Grim Reaper, Mr. Mm-hmm. Grim. Uh, mm-hmm. Spelled with two M's like a certain someone we know. Ah. Uh, but yeah, he 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 manages to. Who also rides a motorcycle? Yes, he does. He, that's right, he does. Who also just received a nine eleven gift from me? Oh Enjoy, my. Grim. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this all happened because 
David Jaffe looked inside himself and mm-hmm. saw his heart as black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and happened to be reading Ghost Rider at the time uh-huh, and said, I'm going to uh-huh. put a skeletal motorcycle. Yeah, I, I want Ghost Rider in here. So why not? Why not? But yes, it went back and then they completely rebooted everything with the PS3 version, which eh, was not as great as everyone hoped it was going to be. Nope. It made no splash whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't have been more excited for yeah. that game. But like, I was yeah. bummed. I love car. It was like return to form. I'm like, this game has no form. You need to keep hmm. forming it. Well, you know what has plenty of form? If you want to leave, turn your back on me. I'm powerless to stop you. But you'll be making a grave mistake. Not just for yourself, but for mankind. For mankind? Yes. What makes you think I'd give a shit? At least give me a chance to show you. Show me what? Who you really are. Ooh, and who could he be? I think you swerved us. This was the inspiration for the list, isn't it? This was the inspiration for the list. And you know what else was the inspiration for the list? You can't tell me! With twelve hundred years old. You don't look a day over twelve thousand. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> That's me every time I drink too much and I'm over the toilet. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm 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 so biased. I'm so biased uh, by having worked for mm. that company around the time this game was yeah. released. Every time I see a clip of this, it's used to defame the game. I'm like. I'm sorry, this is hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious it's and it looks cool as shit. It's great. And it's a, that's a good yeah. battle. What too. is wrong with you people? How do how do you how do you read this as not fun and silly and and one of the coolest things to happen to this this franchise that by the way, I just never thought I'd play another I never thought I'd care about it. It's weird, it right? Again. They get so pissed off about this is DMC, by the way. We're talking you yeah, get DMC so pissed Devil off, May Cry. You get so pissed DMC. off about DMC and yet you're not mad that your hero showed up in like fucking like armani or some like some other fashion company ads like a few games before that like they you're not mad about devil may cry 4 yeah. which or, objectively or devil sucks. may cry 2 which had the diesel uh fashion diesel ads. thank yeah. you that's and, what it and was. Diesel, diesel clothing appeared in the game oh i'm sorry i'm higher clothing. I, I go armani I'm sorry. Uh, no uh f- yeah f- no, di- diesel's more expensive than armani well, i can't fit in a diesel jeans anymore so <laughs> four, four was interesting but kind of hamstrung by the fact that once you get halfway through the game you have to play it in reverse as Dante, yes, mm. and uh, and whereas this is, I mean, I'm a big Ninja Theory fan. Yeah. I, mm. I hope they hope they do good work under Microsoft. But like, no, and no offense to the early Devil May Cry's, but like, this is like the some of the best acting work I've ever seen in any game. Yeah, I think it I got a little really backlash because people were like, eh, the dialogue feels a little tryhard sometimes. Like he's trying to be edgy, oh, yeah. but it still worked. Like it, it was fine. I liked it. Yeah, and it was an interesting take on the demons. That, like. Devil May Cry, I think... You get to fight Bill O'Reilly! Yes. <laughs> That's well, right! I, I do have a clip. My personal view on the terrorists is that they are disgusting, degrading, ghastly, sleazy, period, and generally nauseating. The worst of them is Dante. The whole world would benefit greatly by his non-existence. I'm taking you off the air. You think so? I wouldn't bet on it, you little shit. Uh, Bob Barbus, it's, giant it's floating Bob media head. It's like a combo of Bill O'Reilly and a little bit of Rush Limbaugh in there, a little bit of Alex Jones, all mixed in for good measure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's the whole uh, but, the whole shit show. <laughs> but I, I love that. There boss was a battle. gap there where I had to think of a word. And, uh, <laughs> I, unfortunately, that's the best. I, I love that boss battle because on the one hand, you're fighting like 
this giant floating photorealistic man's head where you can kind of see like the faint outline of his shoulders behind yeah. him as he's sitting behind just his like desk. Star Fox. Exactly. Right, just yeah. like Star Fox. <laughs> a lot like Star Fox. And then you have to stun him and go inside the head. And at that point, the camera switches to like an aerial helicopter view with like black and white footage of you fighting monsters and like, oh, look at him slaughtering all these innocent civilians. Yeah. But you're... You're still playing, and it looks really cool, and it was super memorable. Yeah. And, yeah, a super memorable moment in a super memorable game. Uh, with one of the more oddly human takes on Mundus, the uh, the big bad at the end. Sparta. The traitor, what of him? His spawn. The Nephilim. It fights... <laughs> And yet he seems intent on dehumanizing you. God, do you remember the the uh, the girl demon that was um, yeah, his his creepy girlfriend yeah. with like the the face the skin pulled the back. skin pulled back? Yeah, oh, yeah, jeez. Yeah, yeah the, this game had such an interesting premise because it was like supposed to be like an alternate reality that like de- demons had invaded real life, right? Like mm-hmm. it was like a world where where they were basically secretly working behind the scenes, yeah. like you know David Icke's lizard people or something, and manipulating yeah. reality, right? Right. Yeah, to God. feed off of it. And and yeah, that, that fuck you, fuck you thing is like with this giant caterpillar creature who vomits out a popular soft drink. So they basically did the slurm episode of Futurama, yeah. turned it into a yeah. level. But it's, it's, it's also combined a little bit with American Gods. Like that's the premise of American Gods is the things Sorta? we worship today is like technology. And so mm. they would have like a technology demon. And yeah, yeah kind of. And yeah. media. Media is, is one mm-hmm. of the gods. Yeah. yeah. Fucking uh, pun- zealot pundits, and it, I don't know, man. Like, I really and a shout out to the dude who played Virgil, which I still think is one of the best motion capture acting work I've see- ever seen in a game before. That guy was great. Whatever you think of Dante, yeah. Virgil was awesome. Yeah. When he when he stood God, behind really the million like dollar man, game. just kind of grinding his fist together, that was <laughs> good work. <laughs> I now I got it. it took yeah. me a second to remember uh, Virgil. But, but doesn't surprise the- me one bit. Mm-hmm. One of the thing, one of the things I, I really liked about it in, in terms of gameplay, and it's one of the things a lot of players complained about, is that it was so much less complicated than Devil May Cry. Yep. But it, it's the first combat system in a while. I'm like, but I wanted to make it. I wanted to make it more complicated for myself as I as they introduced things slowly and I adapted to that, which mm. I don't feel like was paced well in the previous Devil May Cry games. It's just sort of, like, I don't know what any of these ratings have to do with any of these moves. I have to look them all up, whereas you're gradually given all these different weapons that you can you can change weapons with, like, the touch yeah, of the combo in, in the middle of a stroke. And, until you get that savage. Oh, yeah. I fucking yeah. love yeah. that shit. The, um, it, was, it was interesting at the time because, like, pe- people were like, you can't give Devil May Cry to a Western developer but the fact is that like they actually worked very closely with like people from the Devil May Cry team at Capcom to nail the feel of this because they realize like we don't have like this level of technical prowess when it comes to the fighting so let's get them to uh, to give us feedback to constantly help us micro adjust the gameplay until it feels perfect and if you like I, I went back and played like uh, the first game the third game the fourth game when it came out and like People always talk about, like, oh, the third one's the best one ever. And playing the third game and then playing DMC, it was, like, night and day. Where, like, the third game now feels kind of stiff. Like, DMC was, like, super fluid Mm -hmm. and fun and super responsive. And I I think they did an amazing job with it. I still think it was underrated. Yeah, I... 
Yeah, I, I, I don't want to call it like better than the other Devil May Cries, but it was a fucking great game that people hated before. It, it yeah, came it certainly out. didn't deserve the backlash mm. it got. I, you know how we love to oversimplify things around here. Like, could it be people just fucking hated this game because he had black hair when they announced? I mean, it? Like, I, I, I'm as guilty as anyone mm. else. When it was that art was first announced, I tried to write an edgy thing about like fucking emo hair and like. And everyone, I, I saw, I think it was like Jim Sterling saying, people who say it's emo don't know what emo is. <laughs> right. And, and, and I, I just also, in, in terms of not getting the joke, I remember uh, playing it for the first time while before it, like a while before it came out and while the backlash was still happening early on in the game, there's a big windstorm going and white hair goes on Dante and he looks in the mirror and goes, never in a yeah. million years. I'm like, this is going to be a that, problem. That actually pissed people off. They didn't take it as a joke. They took it as a fuck you. Once again, to a much lesser extent than the screaming, cursing mm. lady, that's an objectively fine joke. Yeah. And you're just committed to being angry. Yeah. And spoilers, he gets white and, hair and, at the end. And how do you not look at this and see and not see? How are you too dumb to realize he's going to have gray hair by the end of the game? And and for how? me, I played it uh, well after it came out through some DLC or something. I played the entire thing with him having white hair, and so it didn't. That joke oh, well. didn't make as much sense. <laughs> but, but it was just like, right. yeah, right. And, and like, and we I forget what podcast it was. Maybe in thirty twenty ten, the dumbest controversy I've ever lived through on the internet is that Daniel Craig would suck at being James Bond because he had blonde hair. Right. And many, many people were livid. And guess what? You're stupid. (laughs) He did fine. You're stupid. He's fine. And now you might have to contend with a black man, so I I can't imagine what kind of vitriol. Oh, I can. I've seen it. Before we uh, stop talking about all these wonderful games, I just want to take a second... To give a number zero nod to the appropriately named Bomberman Act Zero. <laughs> oh boy! Wow. Which, um, yeah. I, I, um, it was. I, t- I touched this. I touched this this weekend. Did you? I touched a copy of Bomberman Act Zero. Uh, I, I want it to be known that the last time we talked about this game, I spent twenty dollars on Xbox Live to get a copy because, of course, it's impossible to find one. Why would you? Um, but it is really bad. <laughs> take take Bomberman. Yeah. Give him an edgy art style and motif. Strip out every innovation that has made the series fun mm-hmm. since the NES mm-hmm. days. Uh, take out multiplayer, right? Or most uh, of the it, multiplayer? It had no couch multiplayer. It was online only. Mm. Or you could fight through a 99-level challenge against other computer-controlled enemies. But if you died at any point, you had to. it was just game over. You had to start over. Oh, so good. It was utterly so joyless. So good. Yeah. No. This was one of my first professional reviews. And you loved it? <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. Um, I gave it a... Uh, Four. Two. Uh, oh. hmm. Yeah, I gave, it, I, gave it a, I gave it a very bad score. Yeah. But I reread the review today. God, what a terrible writer I was. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, just just pathetically. This review sucks. Written. Two out of ten. <laughs> yeah, no, I, mean, I can review. Uh, I, I would review my review terribly <laughs> today. But uh, but this was the first time I reviewed, I think I, I think the first time I reviewed a game really negatively, because um, it was like the first of like maybe my first three reviews ever. And then I met someone who worked on like the PR team for this game, 
And I was, I remember being very you're, like... And you're still married to this day. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's a great story. No, I just remember being mortified by it. Because uh, um, they brought it up like, oh, no. when, when we met. Yeah. Oh, but it's not like you're the only negative review of that game, though. I mean, the good news. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, they, they brought it up to brush it off. Uh, but I was just like, right. this is the first I, time... I think at the end of the- Everyone thinks you're compromised, but like, no. The reality is, both of you sort of realize, hey, we both worked on a bad thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, every every <laughs> like when people have to promote a bad game, they know it's a bad game. <laughs> Developers working so. on bad games usually know it's a bad game. Mm-hmm. Right around ship time, they go, yeah. "We didn't hit it. We didn't do it." Yep. Now, now and then, there's a, you know, there's a person who. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, I guess I want to... There, there are people who sure. I've True believers. talked to in my life who would not agree that with my assessment of their work, but most people, I think, have a, have a pretty good understanding of what it is they've put out into the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if I, can, if I can make an old man statement, and it's a, but it's at least a positive one, uh, you kids don't know what bad games are. Man, they were way worse when we, when we were doing yep. reviews. Fuck, yes. And, and I don't think people really did know <laughs> yeah, back then. Like, I, cause I, Anthem takes a long time to load? Bomberman Act Zero. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> or even going before that, when like when I was a kid and I didn't actually know the games I was playing were bad, I thought mm-hmm. they were just hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, Total Recall is really difficult. I, I got to get good at this. No, you yeah. don't. Yeah, the skipper keeps kicking my ass in Gilligan's Island. Oh, man, I must be too dumb to play this. Yeah. <laughs> just, just assuming that the person who made it knew what they were doing, and it's good, and I'm just not getting it. Yeah. Well, just a reminder. Your to the next But yes, the, the idea of like, yeah, don't make Bomberman cute. Make him... A bunch of prisoners who were strapped into bomb suits and forced to fight to the death against their will. That's great. Yeah, make him look like Michael Bay's unborn Optimus Prime's stillborn <laughs> child. And you know what? I, I actually blame Twisted horrible. Metal Black for this. Because, <laughs> like, no, we need, we need I, to be I, edgy to sell not. games in America. I still think that was I, I I wouldn't never I would never choose that in a field of choices for twisted metal, but I think it's one that worked. Absolutely, I, I blame Sleepy B and Gears of War on a lot of these gritty. Oh, this gritty was before games. Gears of War, I think. Uh, I'm actually not sure now. No, but like a year. Yeah, it, it was. was two, oh yeah, it was 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of gritty um, reboots that you're like, ah, oh, yeah, that was right around the time of Gears, and everything all of a mm-hmm. sudden had to be Gears. But that's like I know I, I throw plugs to thirty twenty ten all the time. Michael, do you know what game turns ten years old what this game? week? If you want to see how how old we we are slash how much the game industry mm-hmm. has evolved, it was a game all of us were super excited for. It was going to save the Wii by bringing hardcore stylistic artistic gameplay back to the waggle machine, and that was Mad oh, World. Well, I remember you being super and excited we got, for it. <laughs> Uh, well, me and Shane, yeah, me and yeah. Shane, but I, I, I know you and I worked on shit together, and it was the, it's the first 30 2010 ever. I actually went back into the old TDR archives to bring up Black Baron oh, sound Jesus. effects. And Did you think of Mad World because oh my, we, t- we were talking oh my Gears of God. War? Like, it, like the, the people who didn't grow up in the hype machine, like, how it, was somebody arrested <laughs> for making this game? Like, no, it, it goes beyond the lines yeah. of bad taste. Well, was... Hobo show. Wasn't, wasn't Black Baron's whole thing, though, that it's like, no, he's not actually a caricature of a black person. He's a white guy in blackface. Yes. 
Which, who loves being a pimp who wants to swing a fat bat into some fat ass. It should be worse. It, I'm pretty sure it's, it's worse. Say, that's not it's, better. It's, it's excruciating. <laughs> and Greg Proops is yeah, in it. Yeah, Greg Proops is in it. <laughs> Reprising his role of announcer from uh, Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace. And I brought it full circle. Ooh, See what I did there? Hey. I win! Hey. Before, we go, before we break here... Uh-huh. Can I can I read you the conclusion to my 2006 Bomberman Act? Zero? Go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> write that wrong, Tyler. Yeah. Write that wrong. Fans of the genre, will love yeah, it's so, a mixed bag. So my concluding paragraph says: Bomberman has always been a multiplayer favorite, so of course you can play Act Zero with up to eight players. Dot 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 online. Ooh. There's no party mode, so don't expect to fire it up and kick back on the couch with your friends, unless you're all in different couches in different houses. What a shit. Better writer, than, you know, Apre Pub, uh, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I, d- I didn't say a mixed bag mm. um, or fans of the genre, mm-hmm. but the, 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 like, the. The tryhard snark there. Oh, wow. man. Yeah, I liked it. I liked the different on it different. It was good. Couches. You're a good writer, Tyler. This is this is affirmation. But, but, but Tyler, I'm also dumb as piss. <laughs> what, is, what is what is what is especially funny about it is my disdain for being forced to play a multiplayer game online, which feels so normal now. Like I'd be like, yeah, where else would why, you play why, couch multiplayer? Yeah, What's uh, that? I'm just making yeah, fun like, of Tyler thinking he's actually going to kick back on the couch with buds and play a local co- mo- lo- local yeah, Again, that's, that's another thing. Like, I was never going to do that. Anyway. <laughs> not any of us. That's not us. Kick I back on the couch Tyler in your he didn't even have a troll couch. cave with your misanthropic buddies who hate you too much to come over. Yeah. I was like sleeping on an air mattress in a duplex somewhere. <laughs> I didn't have a couch to kick back on. As if I invite anyone over with my fucking crippling anxiety. Come on, give me a break. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've worked through a few uh, things on this show. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think we have. And I, th- I think that's a good place to take a little break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Never thought they could stop me Thought I had the talent She rocked my world Tried to keep her away In my secret hiding place Out of space Things are fading to black There's no turning back I'm on a roll Maybe tomorrow Won't bring me sorrow Filing right into the void Got me thinking that I was destroyed And I'm hoping that you have enjoyed Get scratching. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30 2010. Here's a clip from 2009. Zack Snyder's Watchmen. So, this is about as right as you can make a Watchmen. And further to the point of yes. bashing DC movies, this is the only DC movie Zack Snyder ever should have made. It's the only one he's equipped Agreed. to make, and it's it's perfect. It, it, everything I hate about his Superman and Batman depictions are because of how well he did the Watchmen. Because he's yeah, a cynical because man. Watchmen is supposed to be grim and cynical. Superman, not so much. Batman, yeah. maybe a little bit. 
to me, the best part about the movie is one, the intro, and that's the only yeah, thing Zack yeah. Snyder nails in any of his other DC movies, uh, and the Doctor Manhattan sequence, turning me into something gaudy. I'm pretty. tired of these people. It is, but I, but also I just to complain about it. I teased it earlier. The worst dick physics I've ever seen in my life is when Doctor <laughs> Manhattan warps to fucking Mars. His his dick is his. 10-inch dick is waving around like a windsock. This is the only thing I remember from this movie. Right. <laughs> the big blue dick. Oh, and that was so funny. When they the first trailer that came out, they forgot to remove the dick. Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on LazerTimePodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. And welcome back to our fantabulous final segment, where we will waste no time whatsoever in jumping straight into that segment known as... Ape out. Got all the apes out. Now they're out. The end. And the game's been out for a week. It has been. But you played it. I did play it, and Tyler, Tyler Wilde is reviewing it. If we can reveal that. I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Review's a bit late. Took me a while. Will this review be up by Friday? It sure will. All right. You mean today? Up by today? PCGamer.com, yes. Yes. I I don't think I was quite as taken by it as some other Hmm. people, but I do think it is incredibly stylish and cool. Yeah, I mean, throughout. It's. I thought it was fun. It. It feels like if you mashed together uh, Donkey Kong, Res, and uh, Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami. Yeah. yeah. With with right. jazz fusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where where you uh, you are a huge mutant gorilla trying to escape from a series of different high security facilities, mm-hmm. and uh, you will encounter a bunch of guards with guns, and you have two defenses against them. You can smash them, at which point they, they will fly into walls and disintegrate mm-hmm. in, in huge so bloody messes. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Or you can grab them, and uh, they will immediately, once you grab them and turn them around, they will uh, reflexively open fire and just annihilate whatever's in front of them. Obviously, this is a lot easier if you can grab someone with a shotgun or a machine gun. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, once grabbed, you can then throw them into their compatriots and create more big bloody splatters. And every hit a, that you a score... Double splat. Yeah, yeah. Every hit that you score uh, creates a note in this jazz soundtrack. It's yeah. Just a bunch of crashing drums and horns. Michael, and... do I sense you have a new favorite ape, like our question of the week from a few weeks ago? Oh. Is this your new favorite gaming ape? Uh, possibly. This is a really good it's a gaming good ape. ape. Yeah. Good yeah. Ape. Uh, we were talking about vape shops during the break. You know, mm-hmm. vape out could be uh, yeah, <laughs> name yeah. of the vape shop. That'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. <laughs> That'd be a good hazy IPA as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love making jokes that reference conversations <laughs> that people won't hear. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's top down, right? It's, it's and this is the one. Mm-hmm. So I saw this at PAX uh, PAX West last year. It's the the, the graphics are kind of like just like silhouettes, right? It's, yeah, they're they're colored silhouettes. Yeah, these like color fields that are kind of shifting and 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 unstable. Um, I don't know how to describe it exactly. I mean, it does it does make me think of like '60s jazz album covers, mm-hmm. yeah, or like Saul Bass paintings, theme. or and and the color shift when you kill a guy, and it's got like the like the horn stuff and stuff. Like, doesn't you see like splashes of color on the screen? Well, yeah, mostly red. Yeah, uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. There's a splash of blood, and there are parts of the game where it'll invert the colors, mm-hmm. or, or like turn know, off the sh- lights, and and you'll see like yeah. 
yeah, like photo negative silhouettes of things. How long is this game? It took me a couple hours to beat. Yeah, I think I, I made it in, in a couple of hours as far as the fourth disc, which I think is the last one. Yeah, and then there's a bonus episode. Uh, or okay. my episode. Sorry, a bonus level after that. Fourth disc? Did you fight Jehovah after that? Uh, <laughs> well, it's it's divided into discs that are in the form of uh, records. Yeah, it, so like you play four levels in a record, and then there's kind of this cute transition where it goes mm-hmm. to side B, and you kind of hear someone in maybe a cafe or something yeah. like turning the record over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's cute and it is monstrously stylish. Oh, like yeah. it is like the, the art and music direction together. Few, few games feel that just cohesive and cool. Hmm. That's the one thing I think if this game is nailing nothing else, it's the style. Right? Yeah. It's super stylish and it, the, the style actually helps uh, make the stealth because it's it's like a stealth beat 'em up where you're like ideally trying not to be seen, trying to stay out of guards' line of sight, mm-hmm. but you are also trying to fuck them up as badly as possible. But uh, so all the all the structures that you're looking down into are really tall, and they're really effective at hiding guards. So you can like come out from behind a corner and suddenly be surprised, like oh shit, there's a guy with a gun. Oh maybe he's got his back to me. Maybe I can grab him or smash him or something like that. Or, or maybe I should run yeah. away. So improvisational jazz is the theme, right? And you're mm-hmm. kind of supposed to improvise as you go through the levels. Yeah, like, you run a lot. You run through them like more than you, you talked about Hotline Miami. Mm-hmm. And the thing with that game is you have to kind of figure out what you're going to do. You got to kill everyone. Yeah, Hotline and then you have to execute on it. It's not like that. Whereas with Hotline Miami, it's a lot of planning. This is like some of the levels are kind of randomized, like where you'll run through it after dying and like, Quite this a few, is yeah. different from last time. So like the enemy placement can change. It really is just about being able to instinctively react to whatever's in front of you. And you, it's not like Hotline Miami where you take one shot and you die. Like you can take some damage Three, and you can, I think, yeah. you can tell how much damage you're taking because your gorilla will start to leak blood as he's running around and leave a trail. Ugh. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I really, I thought the level design was really cool. Like the the first set of levels, you're you're trying to escape from what seems to be like the bowels of an office building, or some some sort of high security science facility. facility. Yes, yeah, yeah. science facility. The second level is like an army base in the jungle. The third no, level a, is the skyscraper. It's a skyscraper. The second one. Was is it? Are you sure? Yeah, all, then all the common places okay. we, would the know, we would expect apes. Yeah. Well, you right? probably played it more recently than me. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. the skyscraper is my favorite because. Number one, you can uh, knock enemies out of the windows, and number two, you can just run. Uh, and if you if you have a rough idea of where the staircase is, you can just make a beeline toward it and escape to the next floor without having to fight anybody. You can make an ape escape. You can make an ape escape. When you throw someone out of the window, the animation where they kind of just like I don't know, they just like shoot out and then kind of turn into this like cartoon line. Mm. shooting toward the ground and yeah. then splat on the street. Ah! Like it's it's such a satisfying animation. Like mm-hmm. all the animations are really satisfying when you just just shoving someone so hard against a wall that all the blood exits their yeah. body <laughs> just feels amazing as this like ape who is pretty fucking pissed at humanity, mm-hmm. rightfully so. Yeah. It just yeah, it just you're in this dimension of rage. Mm-hmm. Against against these human that's captors. A, that's a good way like, to put it. Yep. If it, it feels so good to, to fucking wreck their day. What'd you guys play this on? 
I played it on Switch. I mean, I know what Tyler played it on. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I played it on PC. I played it with a mouse and keyboard, and I tried it with a controller, but I preferred mouse and keyboard controls, hmm. which is how I also played Hotline Miami, so it might just be I'm used to like yeah, twin-stick games um, on mouse and keyboard. I did have a, a few criticisms of it. Oh. Um, I feel like the the there's four of these quote albums with mm-hmm. eight levels each. I yep. felt like the latter two it just wasn't building on its ideas in fun ways to me. It was like we're gonna add exploding barrels and rocket launcher guys. I'm like, oh great, this is fucking annoying. Like <laughs> yeah, the rocket sucks. launcher guys kinda suck. I hate them. And <laughs> the randomization could sometimes lead to like, well this run's just fucked because I just ran into way too many enemies mm-hmm, in a yeah, completely mm-hmm. open space. Like I I just would get annoyed like because I would have a run through a level where the randomization was super kind and I was like, whew, breeze yep. through that one, you know, and then I'd have a run on the next level where it's like, that's way too many guys. I can't mm-hmm. deal with that. Here, like, tra- traverse this, this completely open area with no cover and like six rocket launcher dudes. Yeah, they're just going to kill me. This mm-hmm. sucks. Like, so I got kind of annoyed at certain points of it where I felt like, like I feel like the randomization is there to it. Um, complement the theme of like jazz improvisation like mm-hmm. you never know what you're gonna find sure. and, uh, you gotta just think on the fly you gotta feel but the jazz so, but sometimes I would play it like really timidly like I was like snake in a gorilla costume mm-hmm. like stealth like careful but I didn't really want to do that you know I wanted to be a angry gorilla and mm. just smashing and running but um it, it doesn't always enable that because some of the levels where I just I had to be really like timid and cautious to get through them. Mm, yeah, I really just want a Hanna Barbera version. That's uh, you know Magilla Gorilla <laughs> or Grape Ape, uh, uh-huh. just a skin version of the game. It's basically Grape Ape if Grape Ape was really violent. Just waiting for the DLC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just wanted like. There's a level at the end, it's kind of a spoiler, I guess, but there's like a special bonus, well, not bonus, but there's a special level where you just get to go smash shit hmm. and kind of not worry about dying um, when you when you It's like a rage room game. level. Yeah, and it uh, it felt really good. Like, I wanted more of that kind of throughout the game, I guess. I, I just felt it was too stressful by mm. the end, mm. especially the, like, war zone levels where there's all those exploding barrels and it's like I don't know just anything could fuck up my day I got hung up on the uh, like exiting that ship on disc four like I, I can't do this okay yeah yeah so yeah you haven't got to the level I'm talking about where things lighten up but I guess not. Um, yeah the ship levels some of them are just too much the same you know like you beat a level you're like yeah mm-hmm. I beat a level oh this next level is just more ship. Mm-hmm. It's just the same. <laughs> same ship, different day. Well, Michael, mm-hmm. quit monkeying around and get on that and you can get to that level. But, mm-hmm. you know, I have those criticisms, but it's such a cool game that I still like it. Like, it's so visually, musically cool. Yeah, it looks stylish. It looks yeah. stylish as hell. So, uh, another game that came out, Toe Jam and Earl Back in the Groove. Yeah, speaking of stylish and musical games. Matt, let me <laughs> ask you, how much do you like the original Toe Jam and Earl? Um... It's okay. Not at all. It's okay. <laughs> You'll probably like this then. <laughs> Say, yeah, I heard it's very... This is the produced by Macaulay Culkin game, right? Yes. Uh, executive producer Macaulay Culkin. Um, and, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, yes. No, Toe Jam and Rose. Produced yeah. by Macaulay Culkin. Mac is back, oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard it's it's it goes beyond homage to the original game where it's just... 
I mean, it is it is that updates. very similar where yeah, uh, Earth, you accidentally blow up Earth, and so you have to go through these. Uh, either you can you can do it fixed or randomized, uh, but it's it sort of like a roguelite where you have to avoid uh, humans or recruit them if they're friendly. The friendly ones are sparkly, and they're funny humans, right? They usually have a theme. It'll yeah, like... they're they're goofy, like. Uh, I'm trying to remember any of them. Like, there's an angry dude in his underwear pushing a lawnmower around. Yeah, or there's, there's like killer cheerleaders and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, the helpful ones are like, oh, here's King Tut. He'll uh, follow you around and reveal hidden things in the bushes so you don't have to search for them. Or here's a uh, fat lady in a Viking costume and she'll follow you around and make enemies disappear. Mm. She'll also make friends disappear. But the best one, of course, is Santa because. Uh, you have to sneak up on him when he's rummaging around in his bag. And if you do and you hit him, then uh, he'll drop like three different presents. And that's the, like the crux of the game is just getting presents. And then he'll die. He'll fall off the roof and die. And Tim Allen will become him mm -hmm. because of a, a loophole in the yes, legal clause. Yes, we've all the Santa Claus seen course. people who've seen that movie and we point at them and laugh. I love uh, that movie. <laughs> but uh, so the, the presents, uh, you, they're basically just unidentified loot. I remember that you the get. presents from the yeah. original. And, so and they're loot boxes. I don't like you can, huh? You can identify them or you can just open them and see what happens and unleash some random event. Maybe something good. Maybe something bad. Maybe it'll randomize all your other presents and, uh, you'll have, you'll, you'll lose something you wanted or maybe it'll just strap you with rocket oh, skates and ugh. you'll I'm suddenly. Taking this to my legislature. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. Rocket <laughs> around the level and fall off and go back to the previous level and have to find an elevator. This is, okay, so here's my Toe Jam and Earl story. I was at a PAX, I want to say three years ago, might have been two. And, I'm walking through the hallways and there was just, which one's the big one? Is that Earl? That's okay. Earl. Big Earl. Big Earl was just walking. It was a guy in a Big Earl character costume and he had handlers, but he didn't need the handlers because nobody wanted anything to do with Big Earl. He was just <laughs> walking around by himself and had like a soundtrack and people could have cared less. They didn't, they didn't know who this guy was, what he's from. And it was just like, I felt so bad for, for that whole franchise. I was like, it's just this forgotten Genesis era thing. Yeah. Uh, but, and you can, you can put the characters in classic costumes. If that's, that's right. You thing. can do the new ones or the classics. Now this, uh, Hey, by the way, this sort of fits our, uh, theme for the week. They had the Xbox semi reboot. Is that hey. ignored for this? Game? No, it's just not uh, ignored. That uh, that uh, I'm I'm trying to look up her name. The the third character who is added the the woman, the blue girl, uh, she's in this. And they add uh, another girl named Lawanda who Toe Jam's trying to impress, and that that kicks off the whole game. That they steal um, the Funkopotamus's uh, spaceship to go to Earth and accidentally blow up the planet and have to set things right. Okay. But it's it's what I've heard, yeah. If you like the original, it's it's got the same stuff going for it, the cool style, cool music. It mm -hmm. uh, has so you said you can choose between the procedural generation and just fixed levels? Yeah, well, you you have two options at first, which are tutorial levels, uh, which is like a shortened version that will give you hints as you go through. Or you can do fixed, which is this is the, the regular game, but the levels are always the same. And then as you're playing fixed, you can unlock randomized mm. and then play play randomized level. The, the point of the game is to search through all these levels and try to find pieces of the ship. Once you do, um, you win the game. But uh, I haven't actually done that yet because uh, there are limited continues. So, oh, really? Yeah. So you may get to a point where, and and that's the other thing that you will. It's a, has RPG elements, so you will level up as you make your way through the game. And uh, the stats that you get are randomized. So you might 
get like really good luck stats and really shitty uh, health stats so that by the time you're in the, the higher levels and you're being swarmed by humans, you are getting wiped out in a couple hits. Sounds like a roguelike. Mm-hmm. Okay. What I like about Toe Jam and Earl is that it recalls a time when Toe Jam was like a gross and wacky thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a problem. Well, it's, Sim- it's simpler times, eh, Tyler? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've, I've seen things that would kill someone from 1990 if they saw <laughs> the same thing. Like, they would have a heart attack and die. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> they've never played They've never played my game, Schmegma and Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So, Toe Jam and Earl, back in the groove. Mm-hmm. Um we we talked about neither of us have none of us have played Devil May Cry five yet. Just just the demo, but I've been hearing good things. The reviews are in. I think it's like in the high eighties right now on Metacritic. Okay. No, the reviews are amazing. They're fucking bombing me with sponsored ads to great reviews for uh, <laughs> uh, Jam and Earl on Facebook. Huh. It's almost like we have friends at Capcom that we need to call and get a copy of hmm. the game. <laughs> PC Gamer is the only you know website you should trust for reviews. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most uh, trusted obviously. name, obviously. The most trusted name in PC gaming, PC Gamer. We g- we gave it a 90, which is our second uh, 90 or greater review. Of a 90? That's of like a, a 10 from any other outlet. Yeah, we, we've we never given a 100. Um, we highest score we've ever given is a 98. So 90's very high for PC Gamer. Um, nice. S- Slay the Spire is the only other game this year that has a 90 or above. And wow. That's a great fucking game love that game speaking of 90 and above games i played uh well not a new game but a new expansion for an old game uh i played the season of the drifter for destiny 2 which came out on tuesday i've heard that's uh, fairly good or is it, is it um yeah well so i mean i as the resident vga destiny expert mm-hmm. uh it's great it's fine uh here's the thing with the recent destiny expansions like they're not about big cinematics and story missions. And they actually take some time to kind of understand what's going on and what the content is. The content's sort of buried behind of lots of systems. The other thing is um, no one has really seen all of this expansion yet because they're rolling it out slowly. So the, the big draw of Season of the Drifter is the new Gambit mode, Gambit Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, which, Gambit, the best X-Men. Which sounds like, a, I was going to say, it also sounds like a crossover between X-Men and Transformers. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Gambit Prime is, it's, it's I am Gambit Prime, mon chéri. It's supposed to be. <laughs> Matt, now imagine it in Peter Cullen's voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he died in the first movie. Um, so it's supposed to be a streamlined gambit that's only one round. But so far, uh, what I, my experience has been and what I've seen a few people in reviews of this pack saying, it might be slightly broken in that... Um, so the way a typical gambit match plays out is you have to collect these moats and bank these moats, and uh, banking moats will send blockers to the other guy's side so they can't bank the moats. And if you bank enough, it uh, it summons this big bad boss that you have to burn down and kill. Uh, the way Prime differs, there's a couple big differences. One, uh, your blockers can actually uh, remove moats from the other team to seriously slow the progress. But once the boss spawns, they've changed it so it's more like a raid boss where you have to like kill a couple sub-bosses before you can do damage on that boss. And so what I'm finding is a typical Gambit match, like two-thirds of the match is building up the moats uh, and then, you know, fighting, you know, the last third is burning down that boss. For Gambit Prime, it's like the first third is collecting all the moats and then it just becomes a tug-of-war because you both will summon your your prime enemy, your, your boss enemy, but 
there's ways to heal the other the other team's boss so that you're not making progress. So the matches are supposed to be streamlined and shorter, but they're taking about the same amount of time as the regular Gambit matches, and most of the match is burning down that boss. Um, so there's it looks like there's some slight balance adjustments they need to make to that mode. It's still really fun, um, but this whole expansion is based on Gambit stuff. So then there's another mode that you can go into. I'm not high enough level yet. It's like recommended six, 650 light. I'm at 642 or something like that, where um, that's sort of a PvE, almost like a horde mode, but the rewards from that mode, the Reckoning is what it's called, they just give you armor that you're used that you're supposed to use in Gambit Prime. So everything with this update is about Gambit. So if you don't like playing Gambit mode of Destiny, you're kind of shit out of luck with this uh, with this new expansion from what we've seen. And then of course, you know they pivoted away from like the big content, big cutscenes. All the new like expansions in the season pass now they bring a lot of new gear, new loot drops, and in weapon quests. And so there's still a, a ton of stuff that people have yet to really play through and discover that's coming as part of this update. Um, and I think that's that's the problem is when you read a lot of people's like reviews of Destiny 2 updates, we know how it is. Like reviewers don't necessarily have the time to dig and see all of this content. Mm-hmm. I'm finding like, yeah, with the most recent updates, it takes about 10 or 20 hours before you really get and understand, oh, this is how this works. And this is where the grind is now uh, and how it's shaping up. And so, yeah, this is like that. It's, it's like Season of the Forge was very similar. Like a lot of people complained that... It took like 10 or 20 hours to level up enough where you could do the Season of the Forge stuff. They did solve that problem here. And probably the coolest thing, and the reason I think this is a great time to jump back into Destiny, he has a series of powerful quests that as soon as you start playing, uh, the quests give you gear to level up to 640 so that you are at the level needed to play all of the new content within a few hours. And so it's just a nice way to catch up uh, and still do quests, and it's still fun in that way. But you don't have to grind for powerful gear which is you know what i've been doing for the past few weeks which kind of sucks because it's kind of a fuck you for all my hard work over the past few weeks but that's fine i get it i still enjoyed myself playing so um if you're into destiny uh we've talked about it before bungie's more like they realize they've got more of this niche audience that is really all about grinding out in game and so that's what this content packs about if you're looking for like big huge story missions and stuff uh, look elsewhere. But if you are into Destiny 2 and are looking for something else to grind for, uh, it's perfect. So go for it. All right. Uh, also out this week, Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn, which I don't think any of us have played either. Mm-mm. I thought this game was I already I feel like I've played it like 40 times. It's Extra Epic. Oh, yeah. I heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also Dead or Alive 6 came out last week uh, after yeah. we recorded. And it's fun. Uh, the only thing is that, uh, for someone like me, who's an old school idiot who plays fighting games for the story, there is not really a lot there that it has, it has an arcade mode, although that's really just like, here, fight these eight characters and we'll call it done. Um, and then there's like a more story focused mode, but it's really just like these little mini challenges where like, here, uh, defeat this enemy using this move a certain number of times or hit them while they're sidestepping as this character. That's a bit of a bummer because the other games always did have pretty fun story modes. It's mm-hmm. most fighting games. Like yeah. the story doesn't really mean anything. I feel like if they're going to charge you $93 for a season pass, they better fucking have a good story mode. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Their first season pass, uh, 90 plus dollars, but Hey, Michael, Sexy bikinis. Sexy bikinis. 
<laughs> I mean, that game looks oh, it looks really pretty. T-Nags um, isn't here anymore, so we can yeah. talk about this stuff. <laughs> uh, and and I do like that you know it keeps the interactive arenas where you can just kick people through walls. Like Love it, it. and like it's not just like <laughs> realizing like. I'm 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 fighting a pretty girl and I I beat the shit out of her so hard that her pigtails come out and then I kick her down a hill and, <laughs> and follow her down and then another time I'm fighting a dude Christ. and I'm like throwing him into the crowd that's around the edge of the arena and they keep pushing him back in it's like that's a cool detail. Yes. But now imagine paying a hundred dollars to dress that girl however you want. Oh uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what am I? What is this thing that I'm playing? <laughs> Makes me think of like. Uh, not not really the game, but just how the phrase is dead or alive, like wanted, dead or alive. Mm-hmm. Right. Why doesn't alive come first? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it feels like there's a lot of like emphasis on dead. Well, I think it's just uh, emphasizing. Well, number one, it's got a good ring to it. It stays in the mind. Yeah. Uh, alive or dead. Song would yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. Alive, alive or, dead, or dead. I'm wanted. Alive or dead. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. Work. No, it doesn't work. It's it really just work. saying like, look, we we've already passed sentence over this person. You can kill them if you want. Uh, if you want to try yeah. and bring them in alive, yeah. hey, we can hang them. Why not? It, it just seems like if you were being nice, mm-hmm. you would start with alive. You yeah. know, but you're like, not. It, no. well, it no, it only works when you're complimenting someone. Like you, you wouldn't say no other person, living or dead, molested as many children as Michael Jackson. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> it's in the news. <laughs> I know. No, no, no other person, dead or living, yeah. living or dead. Yeah, living you, or you dead, wouldn't say dead, dead or, living. or living. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So DOA six is good, but yeah, ninety three dollars for a season pass. It it seems like have, having only played uh, a little bit, like played through one arcade ladder and uh, some of the challenge modes. It seems a bit more competition focused than someone like me is interested in. But if that's mm-hmm. your deal and you like a really pretty fighting game, by all means, jump in. That's so weird. And to my knowledge, has Dead or Alive ever been that competitive? I mean, it's a fighting game, so yes. It doesn't. So it's not. It's not in like the Evo Nine or anything mm. this this year. So it's yeah. It doesn't. I mean, I'm sure it has a competitive community, but it's not one of like the main Evo high games or anything like mm. that. I love playing the old DOA games. Like, and I, I oh, yeah, had a they've always that been hugely with. fun. Yeah, and they're. It's it's really fun rock paper scissors where it's like certain attacks counter others and you got to figure mm. out what the next guy's gonna do or you just pick like Jan Lee and you get to live out a Bruce Lee fantasy of just like bah, 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 just yeah. constantly hitting some it's dude. Got that cool running kick thing. Mm-hmm. That's hard to stop. At, at one point, I uh, I played as Bayman in one of the challenge yeah. things and I just did this same like high stomping kick over and over again where he just like lifts his. Uh, leg up to like 180 degrees and stomps down. I just rip, just spammed that move constantly yes. and won the cool, match. Cool beret. Yes, he did. Yeah, Bayman. Not not cool only beret. did I win that match, I got a perfect victory. Is Tina here with her dad? Probably. Yes, Hulk, I think Hulk so. Hulk Hogan yeah, be Bass. Bass. Yeah. Yeah, it's dead or alive. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know what else is dead or alive? Uh, alive or dead? That segue made no sense, but whatever. Dude, dude, this whole week I have been fixing my mother's scanner and I heard at least 10 of those noises. <laughs> what does your mother need to scan for crying she, out loud? She got a book deal, and by book deal, I mean no money to write something about her dad. Oh. She's very she's very excited. Don't don't, don't right. let All on. Right. All right. No, no, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, but wait. 
What does she need to scan? <laughs> uh, old pictures. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay you thought she was gotcha. still using a typewriter. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, other scanners. My mother's very interesting. Scan me, <laughs> Michael. I'm going to salvage your segue for you. Scan me like one of your French girls. So, if last week's news about Detective Pikachu is alive, here's something that might be dead on arrival. You guys seen that first look at the Sonic uh, Sonic movie version of Sonic? Yeah. He looks great. I love it. <laughs> I, I I hate jumping on bandwagons and I hate bitching about how Sonic looks. But this is about movies and the way movies change things. That looks like a fucking abomination. What about that looks more expressive? If you, if you haven't seen it, uh, former PC Gamer associate editor Tom Marks, current IGN reviews editor something, I don't know his exact title, Tom Marks, he took the image and he gave Sonic back his eyes, yeah. which, which are connected in the middle. Mm-hmm. He has one... I white yeah. like an egg. Well, depending and it, on the and art, it looks so normal and good. It looks, better, it looks fine yeah. when some, he fixed some, it. Some Sonic art actually makes that a little bit of white fur, which this version has. We should give context to what we're talking about. So earlier this week, it was basically a, um, a style guide from the movie from one of the agencies working on, on the movie mm-hmm. leaked, and it had all these like it had images of the full Sonic from the upcoming Sonic movie. The, and whoever yeah. designed the Sonic, new Sonic, doesn't deserve to make a style guide. It's like Burger King making a cookbook. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, let's just say the look was interesting. So Tyler already mentioned, I think the biggest criticism people have is that he has two distinct relatively small eyes compared with hmm. Sonic. And they, They're and they, beady, they, I would say. It, you know, it, looks, yeah. it looks like, remember that, that fucking dude on Dig who would draw like Mario in real life and it'd be all depressing hmm. and real? Yeah, it, yeah. Looks, yeah. it just looks like that. This is like, this is the Steve Buscemi of Sonics. <laughs> I, I, I think sure. my biggest criticism <laughs> is his shapely human legs remind me of like 70s runners who wore like hot pants. Oh yeah. They look yeah. like my legs. Well, they yeah. really, they, and, and on that note, like I my think legs a lot. I think they need to give Sonic clothes. I think they need to put him in little hot well, pants and a yeah. crop top. So here's the thing. What, so his, what part his, about sassy hedgehog in the notes came like we want realistic crotch. Legs can't be too long. <laughs> so he's not just sassy. Here's the brand personality slide from that style guide. Oh, you guys no, ready? I didn't read anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so- Sonic is not just sassy, Chris. He's irreverent and sarcastic. Uh, he's heroic and adventurous. Confident. This is and- a, uh, a 2007 Games Radar brand map. <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> confident and competitive. Chill and likable. Tyler, he could lay back, kick back on the couch, and play some Bomberman with you if he wanted to. He's chill and likable. Oh, dude, I'd invite him over. He's mischievous, but he's not malicious, okay? Mm. This dude likes chili dogs, all right? Yeah, unless you're a fucking robot. Jesus But Christ. is it titillating? Well, you know what's titillating? Like you guys said, he doesn't wear any clothes, and that is tripping me out because uh, here's the thing. You don't yeah, have to worry about him. Clothes, He's chill. He's got all that enhanced speed. In fact, no dick. That's how he mm-hmm. That's how he gets so fast. He has no dick to get in the way of running. They, they have that actually yeah. in the slide, like underlined three times in red, no, no dick. dick. <laughs> um, no, so I do feel like I would have been a professional athlete <laughs> if, I, if I didn't have a dick. Sonic yeah, is an avowed nudist, and once every scene, he should mention how the power of the sun on his naked skin gives him his powers. Yeah. Well, he yeah. doesn't even have. Here's the thing: no gloves, mm-hmm. and 
yeah, we mentioned his his like 1970s, you know, the the apparel or the the shoes. He doesn't have like the big sonic boots that he has. And right. actually, and, and if you read the last the last slide, one of the last check boxes, uh, wherever light is present, Sonic should be pregnant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I have a legitimate question here. Okay, because yeah, Mick, because Mickey wore gloves. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sonic Sonic wears gloves. In this, he just has white fur on his hands, right? It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. But. And we're saying it's weird as if, it isn't fucking, as if it isn't fucking weird that every cartoon character yeah, has white wore gloves. gloves. Try not to ponder the origins of those white gloves too much. It's because it's hard to draw. It's hard to draw hands. And so gloves hide right. the creases you on your hands. You can't hand. have a, in a black and white cartoon an entirely black body. It mm. doesn't doesn't show. Yeah. You have to draw articulation. So it's here's the thing. I don't feel so reference. bad to pile on this because original Sonic creator Yuji Naka actually doesn't like the look from a. Now, this is a, a rough translation of a tweet, but his tweet was basically, I feel that it's important to look at the whole body visual of Sonic and head, body and stomach. Did you not get a little more balance? That was like his tweet about this look. Sonic looks more like he looks too human. He's got this little like jockey body. Like it's there's he looks, you know, the he looks about- like you sent you like you sent character art of the original reboot and it grew hair over the course of 30 years. <laughs> it's, it's fucking yeah. it's awful. It's awful. And just a little bit of reminder. Do you remember how the Angry Birds looked in their movie? The, the yeah. way they like did the, the games, fucking, yeah, like the fucking Angry Birds, and that's yeah. the highest yeah. rated. That's the highest critically rated uh, video game adaptation ever fucking made. It's the look of Sonic wasn't the problem. Why is this the thing they address? They corrected the look by like when you just change the eyes to the Sonic eyes, give him gloves, and then give him the bigger shoes. It looks great, and it would yeah. still work in a live action movie. Yeah, Tom, like, Tom, Tom made it work with the eyes. <laughs> yeah. uh, he could kiss a girl and get away with it, and no one would mind. Mm-hmm. Just, oh God, I forgot about how Sonic made out with a human lady. He mm-hmm. do, he does mention that in uh, the Lego Sonic the Hedgehog thing for Lego Dimensions. Really? Do, <laughs> I love but that. do you want to see that hideous creature deep throat a chili dog yeah. in a major motion picture? I know I Boy, do. I. I I think the 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 actual quote is something. He meets some character who's a princess. I can't remember who it is exactly. It's like, oh wow, you're a princess. The last time I met a princess, I uh, you know what? Never mind. This is funny to me for a lot of reasons. One, one, it's funny to me that people care. Mm. Like that the <laughs> no, obviously, that the obviously, that the obviously bad Sonic movie. Like, just be do bad. a Brie Larson. It's not for you. <laughs> two, two, it's funny to me that everyone is like going ape shit over this Pokemon movie. Yeah, that that looks like horrifying to me. Um, but everyone's like, "This is so amazing." Pikachu looks amazing. I'm like, "No, we." Doesn't he looks terrifying? Finally, a like Pikachu I can fuck. Uh, people are horny for the Pikachu. I'm sure they are. I don't. I don't like Hollywood's need for like. No one's gonna buy this if there's no fur. Relax, Hollywood. We know you like to pay people to put on different follicles of hair. But what if that's the Pokemon just look like inflated balloons? Yeah, Wouldn't and that's that what they look weird? like in Japan, and they dance around to the delight of millions. And uh, need I remind you that this, that that voice will be that of John Ralphio Ben Schwartz. That's right, mm. uh, uh, Ducktales actor, voice actor John Ralphio. Uh, that's right. He's Huey, Dewey, or Louie. I forget which uh, one. In the spirit of that, Chris, I would just say this movie looks the worst. <laughs> this movie, this movie is going. You know what? This like the the first thing I thought of is how nervous. Disney buying Marvel, Star Wars, Fox, Avatar, Alien, Simpsons, Family Guy, uh, Sound of Music. 
And then Paramount comes out with this. How are you ever going to compete with this company? I, I kind of want to see dead. this Sonic movie because I haven't seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. What? Yeah. Oh, the, the best and, movie uh, of 2018? And like a lot of people, if they knew I went to this Sonic movie but not Into the Spider-Verse, <laughs> would, would probably like, you know, um, have convulsions and die. You're, you're talking and to three I, of them. <laughs> Yeah, so I like that idea. I just kind of want to do it just so I can... Holy, holy shit, you just brought up a great point. Uh, wait, is that, I believe, the the stupid Academy Award... No offense to Spider-Verse. The Academy Awards category for animation is so is, is like made up of five nominees for six possible movies. This movie could be nominated for an Oscar next year. Oh, shit, it could. This, yeah. It could. It probably will be. <laughs> Again, it, like give or take how good Monsters and Aliens Four is. I don't know what the fuck DreamWorks is working on. <laughs> I know it, it just sounds be. like we spent the last few minutes like dumping on this movie. None, none of us have seen. I'll be honest though, it could be fine. Like I really don't care. Mm. Like I, I'm no, laughing. No, though. Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> has to let me review it now. <laughs> it, no, see, but seriously, how can you release something that looks like that and have any creative hope no, for the movie? It, it won't be good. It can't be good. <laughs> I mean, look at look at look at the main character. <laughs> remember, remember the character that's notorious for being recognized and selling merchandise. We didn't go that route. <laughs> you know, here's here's what's fun about it is that they could have made him look like traditional Sonic. Okay, it's Sonic. Okay, they made him look different. Okay. You know, I'm possibly on board with you can have some creative freedom with the character. But mm -hmm. if I were looking at the character that they created, uh, not knowing what the character normally looks like, I would still look at it and go, oh, Jesus, oh, what is yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. What have you made? I don't want to see a movie starring that thing. That looks horrible. <laughs> like, they didn't make it look like a different kind of cute, interesting thing. They made it look like a different... Yeah, horrible thoroughly, thing. It made it thoroughly unappealing, and it's that shitty thing of like how Hollywood thinks we want things to look because it allows them to make something expensive. Mm -hmm. it, it just doesn't make any sense at all. I've never cared how how they made Sonic look in any other medium. I really haven't. It, yeah. it, not even uh, Sonic Boom. I thought, what the design's fine. Who gives a shit? I, I like feel Sonic. some sympathy for the for the model three D modelers and animators because someone told them that he has to look, you know. I guess, like, a believable creature or something. And if they had tried to do the single eye white thing... Like, I I imagine that in real life. Imagine a creature Ugh. whose eye is one yeah. large, just kind of, like, field of gelatinous yeah, You look like white. Mike from <laughs> Mike from Monsters, Inc. or something. Yeah. Or any minion, or fucking... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, you, you can totally animate that, but... yeah. If, or if you're trying, or it does look a little unsettling. I think that's what's getting me. Like it's it's not Momo or anything like that <laughs> level of unsettling image. But you look at that and yeah, it's, it's creepy. It's not that it's like just different than Sonic. Like I saw those pictures and I was just like, it's just a little unsettling with the eye. It just mm. yeah, it's, I want him to look like a have a body like a swimmer with no ass. It's yeah, the legs. Oh, it's been unsettling like since they, they had that poster with the Golden Gate Bridge <laughs> and the fucking legs. Fucking Michael, fucking mm. Sonic Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, he would have to shave himself then because the fur would slow him down in pools. <laughs> You're right. If, if You're you guys, so right. If you guys are losing Dude, it when confronted by this Sonic, I hate to see what you'll be like when the Mario movie is revealed to have motion capture performances by Shaquille O'Neal and Yao Ming, who are proportionally as large on screen as they are in, in real life. I'm here for it. I'd go see that. The movie is about the difficulties of being super. Now, look, there's only one person in a living right world. now who can play Mario in a live action movie. Yeah. That's that's Bobby Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan should, should be the new Mario. Bobby Moynihan! <laughs> Interesting choice. I've gone with Bernie Sanders, but you do you. I'd go with Danny <laughs> Yeah. I only got 1% of the coins! Let's hope 1% has all the coins! Uh... Bowser is in the 1% of the 1% of the 10% of the 4%. I don't know and what I that want one-ups for all. <laughs> you guys all have really good Bernie impressions. I'm just doing James and Bill. We've been Hume's watching Bernie. him for five years. Win something, you asshole. <laughs> oh, sir, he's a Democrat. He doesn't win anything, Chris. Come on. Yeah. I have his hair, so it's just... <laughs> All right, let's move uh, on. There's no way for me to transition out of this one. So um, there's some new games coming to Game Pass, Microsoft just announced. Yeah, but uh, Game Pass, to, to follow up on last week's rumors, is confirmed not coming to Switch anytime soon. Mm. That uh, Microsoft and Nintendo would like to work together, but they're that not going to do this. wild if that did. Wait, wait, Tyler, is, is, Game, Pass valid on, is Game Pass valid on PC as of right yes, now? Yes, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so uh, here's the four new games coming, and they're, they're pretty big, so... Um, just Cause 4 is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lego Batman 2. F1 2018. That's for the European crowd. Uh, and Fallout 4. Fallout 4 is coming to Game Pass, man. Wow. That's big. Oh. Uh, Nintendo, of course, not to be outdone, has a couple new games coming to its Switch Online service. We get Star Tropics and Kid Icarus are both coming. There's another cool bonus coming if you're a Nintendo Online subscriber. And that is this weekend, starting today... Don't delay. If you play Tetris 99, there is something going on called the Tetris 99 Maximus Cup that goes from the 8th to the 10th of March. And basically, if you play online and place in the top, I think you have to get first place, the people with the, the most top 1%. wins. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you have to, uh, You the top 999 players will receive 999 My Nintendo Gold Points, which is about 10 bucks worth. So I just think it's cool oh, that like wow. this, Nintendo is sort of giving us cool little bonuses with their subscription service. Like you get which to they haven't win. done in like mm-hmm. 10 years. Yeah. This is also foreign to me. No one gives us anything. (laughs) Well, Nintendo... What about AAA games for $2 the week after they come out? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, we we get everything for free. It's it's all great. Nice. I'm a CD keys man. You can't tell me nothing like that. Apex Legends, most popular game in the world, all of a sudden, yeah, it's free. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's almost like Nintendo's lost their damn minds again, uh, which they have because they announced a VR kit. For Labo. Um, That's absurd. I had not heard of this. You guys told me about it before the show, and I looked it up. And it, did I see a woman with her face in a duck's ass? You did. <laughs> you, and you saw you saw that? You saw did you, a man? Did you watch Howard the Duck? That's a really... <laughs> that's a great scene. Leah Thompson's the best. That's why she's yeah. total pro. You saw that? You saw VR Elephant? You saw they brought back their kind of a bazooka peripheral? Um, what? Super Scope? 
they, they don't call the what what do they call it? I think the blaster exists. I, I don't know. I, I just saw that like that one tweet that I sent you about it. Yeah. Um and then of course it has the well there's there's two kits. There's the base kit that is I wanna say it's forty dollars, and that has just the VR goggles and the um the gun peripheral or the uh, I wanna say it's called the blaster peripheral. Hmm. Hold on. I, yeah, I, blaster. It's the blaster kit. So that's that's the forty dollar set. And then they have an eighty dollar kit, and that includes the goggles the blaster pedal, the bird that you stick your face in its ass, uh, the elephant, a camera, and then I don't know what this is, a wind pedal. What the fuck is a wind pedal? Why would you boil down Carol Spinney's career to just that? I love that that this is the second time Nintendo has made a mockery of the idea of VR. Mm. It did it with the Virtual Boy, Mm. and it's doing it again. And now now that it's like even a legitimate thing that kind of works and is kind of cool, it's Mm -hmm. like no, we're still gonna fuck well, with you. I feel you like dummies. I, how would you like I'm a bunch of, those... of serrated cardboard holding up an iPad next to your face? <laughs> I'm one of those it, people. That's what it is. I'm one of those people who always sort of suspected that Nintendo would eventually release like a headset that you could just slide the switch into and it would be the screen. Yeah, but, uh, but I never you really that expected. A joke, right? <laughs> I never expected them to go the Google Cardboard route. It, with it. It is, that's the thing is they're cribbing from Google Cardboard at this point. Uh, yeah. The thing I think here's Clearly. the draw though for me as a parent. None, my kids can't use VR because, you know, PSVR straight up says, like, I think it's like children under 12, under 12. Yeah, should not use this thing. Mm-hmm. So you can bet if Nintendo's releasing it, well, you can you can bet they're saying it's safe for kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I just, I don't think I would let that. I mean, not to tell you had a parent, of course. <laughs> I wouldn't. How but, dare like, you don't that. kids live in a fucking fantasy world already? Like, mm-hmm. everything's wild and crazy. Like, why do they need to put a thing on their head and be transported hey when i was a kid i needed to put a thing on my head and be transported it was called a hood and i was thrown in the back of an unmarked van i thought (laughs) he's going clan but uh uh, christ i wasn't sure where that was heading (laughs) but yeah yeah like i can turn on my tiktok anytime i want and become a cat lady Hmm. why would i need to disappear into this nintendo virtual world (laughs) i just yeah like i when i was a kid it was like i could read a garfield cartoon and be satisfied Uh, i could go to the store and buy a he man costume that said the word he man on the shirt <laughs> was just an apron <laughs> with a mask. <laughs> Thanks, Ben Cooper, you, you asshole. Him, you gotta let him know. You gotta let him know what you're wearing. The only people I feel are into VR are like thirty-three uh, year old alcoholics who uh, <laughs> who don't who just can't uh, fucking deal hey, with. Hey, reality. some of us are forty-year-old depressives. Yo! Okay. <laughs> I don't know who I wish was dead more, me or the new Sonic. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's why I need an Oculus Rift. So, I I mean, I don't know. I don't know for sure, but I don't think the Labo was really um, blew people away sales-wise. about to ask you. I thought the Labo was kind of a failure. I thought I remembered seeing something about... Sh- you know, shipments being well, sent back to Nintendo. Cool to, like, like whether or not it was a commercial failure, was a cool. Did you have one? Did you your kids like it? Or I didn't. I didn't want to buy cardboard for that much money. Um, yeah, I think yeah my, my problem with it, it was a, it was a one time use premium cardboard product. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It kind of seems like you could encourage your kids to do a fun project just by buying some cardboard. Yeah, it's like if there was still a Nintendo Power going around, there would be a thing you could. Like craft something like that with the magazine. Like, like you could you could do any arts and crafts project for one dollar 
I mean, they're clearly tapping into so like maker culture has a lot of crossover yeah. between between like the the cardboard like crafting stuff and VR. I mean, they are definitely like tapping into that culture. I don't, yeah, I just don't know. Like, it's it feels weird that they're doubling down on Labo. Like, I, I would have thought they just kind of let Labo go and said, okay, that was fun while it lasted. Uh, but this is coming this spring, uh, if you are interested. And if you want to know more about Nintendo weird peripherals, check out uh, episode number 263 of EGA, where oh, we yes. talked all about those. For no one thing about Nintendo, it's that it doesn't let things go. <laughs> 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 Ever. <laughs> or Nintendo fans, no. for that matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if, speaking of people who don't let things go, you know, all those jokes we always tell about, um, smash killing Sakurai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That those jokes aren't so funny anymore. They're kind of true. Uh, a story came out that during the development of smash ultimate, he came to the office on an IV drip so he could continue working. Uh, that's how invested this guy is into work. Wait, what does that help with? I want an IV drip. Uh, he had food poisoning and so was, was dehydrated. Oh, uh, so yeah, rather than staying home and being miserable. Poisoning? Yeah, rather than staying home, which most of us would do, like, Sakurai is killing himself for Smash, but I just gotta say, like, stop, dude. Like, it's just a video game. Like, hmm. don't kill yourself I, for this. I'd work. I'd work. Yeah, I'd work. I, I had food poisoning and worked. All, all it made me was a, a sponge filled with mud. <laughs> <laughs> Touched me in any end. I would like, like, a forever IV. Like, I feel like I need more liquid. You know, I need more hydration, so... If I if I could work with an IV, I feel like I probably would. Um, so speaking of uh, killing people in Nintendo, Chris, <laughs> this is a Laser Time story. Friday the Thirteenth coming to Switch this spring. That's right, but with only a couple of things missing, and, and like we kept re- we kept reporting. We thought when we were doing an Elm Street Nightmare, Friday the Thirteenth was locked in a, was like locked in a lawsuit with the original writer and director, and, and it had stalled. Really? All new content for the game. Which Friday the 13th game is this? Well, this is the Friday the 13th game from 2017. It's called Friday the 13th The Game. This is the Ultimate Slasher Switch Edition. It's coming this spring. It includes um, all of the release content, all the paid DLC, every Jason kill pack, both counselor clothing packs, uh, an emote party pack. The only thing it doesn't include is the Kickstarter backer exclusive Savini Jason character. The Tom Savini and, Jason. So, yeah. so this is the um, asymmetrical multiplayer. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is there okay. another one that you're aware of besides the there's NES there's the one? The the that we played. There's, oh, been, yeah. there's been other Friday the 13th games. No. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't include the, Wait, the you, Kickstarter you stuff. It. But doesn't include it on the chase chase. Doesn't include uh, headache medicine because my brother's got a headache and I really have to go. <laughs> it's a reference to a stream. Uh, there's no more esoteric joke. I think Tyler's joke about something that happened off mic worked more than something that happened on our stream. It, like, yeah. Um, more people got that. By that I mean four. That was eight. That's a classic stream. If you want to go back and watch a really I do. good it's, laser it's time so stream, fun. the Friday the 13th streams are great. And they're on the YouTube.com slash laser time. Hmm. Right. Nice plug. I did have. I had a lot of fun with that game. Uh, and then last bit of news... It. Anthem may not be killing people, but it is killing PS4. So mm. Anthem troubles continue. Not um, killing them, oh, but making them reboot. It no, it's causing hard crashes, and for some people, it was corrupting their hard drives. Really? And uh, what I've heard though is, if you do that thing where you like hold down the power button and start up your PS4, it'll rebuild the database, and that will save it. But it's to the point now where. EA was asking people for help identifying what was crash causing the crash because it's 
a ser- this is a serious yeah. issue. Like shipping well, a game that I, causes a hard. I crash. wonder is Please it help? Is it actually uh, corrupting the hard drives? Because the, I think that I've seen that picture of like the rebuilding hard drive database. Uh, if you have a USB hard drive, it will do that every time you have like a hard restart that it doesn't, you don't go through the power down. It's the like same thing. Yeah. If you don't power, power down properly, it does yeah. that. Yeah. So it's, it doesn't, it doesn't brick them like they're unredeemable. I did. It's bringing back red wing, red ring memories. Hmm. Yeah. Except the red ring wasn't caused by a particular game. Like that's, that's, true. that's yeah. the trouble. So it was caused by too much spicy food. <laughs> I, I, I had an Xbox Red Ring. I didn't really believe it until it happened to me. I had three. I, I still get the feeling, like, and I, I don't know a ton about the hardware, that this is still more of a hardware problem than a software issue. What could the game do to cause the Yeah, the game should itself? not. the game should not be able to... Right. Wait, are you... No, you can't put this that, on right? Sony. This is clearly an Anthem yes, problem. Yes, you this can. Is a like, software you should problem. not be able to make a game that gets certified on their platform that could break their hardware. That shouldn't be possible. It's not breaking. We haven't it. even it's heard just of that making it reboot. But you, but no, he's right in that. Like during the cert process, those mm. kind of it bugs don't make it through cert normally. It's um, definitely funny. Eh, well, it's also an online game, and so it could be caused by some of the networking stuff. I don't know. Mm. Even EA doesn't know because they're asking us for our help to identify the problems. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's just. Just bad all around. Um, it sounds complicated. It does. Uh, <laughs> I'm just waiting for the days we get the ultimate Anthony. <laughs> I'm just. Wait- <laughs> I'm just waiting for the day we get the ultimate Anthem Destiny crossover, as Chris so aptly named it last week. Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> <There it is. laughs> Anthony. Yeah. Um, stop. I just want everyone to. No more after this. No more shared world shooter things done. Oh, Michael, what, what are they called? We don't Please need tell anymore. Us. What? what? What are these things called? The sh- the shooters? With the lo- Looty shooters. Shooters. Moist shooters. Shooters sounds like a 90s Moist restaurant chain that, that you would have to wear flair if you worked yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. No more. No more. Just either make a single player game or make a multiplayer game. Stop trying to make both but the same. Welcome to Schluters. Let time. me lick your eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Our drinks are like Hooters, but everything's on fire. Oh, fuck, I'd go there. I would go there. I got a every day. Any day. Yeah. Just buy one, get one during happy hour, Michael. Day. That's a good mm-hmm. deal. It's my new extreme peeps is fucking Schluters. <laughs> uh, well, that's all the news that's fit to play. Yeah. Well, talking about shared worlds, uh, last week's question of the week was what's your dream video game character crossover? Or mashup, uh, Tyler. You weren't here last week. Do you have an answer to that question? Oh, uh, character crossover. Um, fuck. If you could just mash up any two franchises, what would it yeah, be? No, no, I don't. Uh, Max Payne <laughs> and uh, ooh, I gotta have a good end. Count. Uh, 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 First thing in your line of vision. Bomberman Max Zero. Max Payne and Red Alert. All oh, right. not bad, actually. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, imagine yeah. Max Payne fighting Tim Kane. Curry. That'd be, that'd be great. Yeah. All right. Spice. Spice. Uh, so, first answer from VigilGameApocalypse.com was LaserTime Rules, who says, One of my dream crossover games has always been a DC versus Marvel fighting game, especially during the Marvel versus Capcom era. Just imagine MVC2, but with DC characters instead of Capcom. It would have been epic. 
we could have finally settled who's better, Spider-Man or Batman. Spider-Man has powers, You could do that right now if you could... With a couple palette yeah. swaps, added capes and helmets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man's better, but barely. I find that I'm getting older. I, as, as I'm getting older, I'm less interested in Batman, mainly because like I feel like depictions of Batman are trending more and more toward just like he's just an angry, stern dad. Yeah, yeah you he's don't a like rich the idea asshole. of a billionaire who goes out and beats up drug yeah, addicts. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. maybe you should just start wearing a mustache to really complete the authoritarian look. Yeah, he's, he's he's definitely a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if cool. I go that far. I just no, I don't like the recent guy. characterizations of him. Yeah, he he, had, he could sell he could sell all of his yachts and end poverty forever, mm. and there would be no. Problem. Instead, he just beats up poor people. Yeah, yeah he's a instead, useless instead, piece instead, of shit. Instead, he <laughs> now the, the Joker goes and blows crack. people up because the Joker isn't motivated by poverty. He's just an asshole. It's true. No, the, right, jo- yeah, the Joker's Joker right fine. and good. Um, <laughs> the Joker's right and good. Antifa yeah, the Joker's the hero of the story. It sounds like someone needs to read White Knight. That shit is great. Oh, man. <laughs> Batman White Knight, where the Joker becomes the hero. Yeah, as he should be. Trick the TM says, One of these days I hope Nintendo, Toy, and Namco Bandai fi- uh, will finally have the Pokemon versus Digimon game we always wanted could be either an RPG or fighting game, as both franchises work in both. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand that at all. That's like, that's like, you know what I really want? I want a Metal Gear and Siphon Filter crossover. <laughs> <laughs> this, this one ripoff that was popular for two weeks, uh, going up against this dynasty that's been around for decades. Uh-huh. Siphon Filter. Ghost Baby says, many of my question of the week answers are an excuse to shoehorn Bayonetta into the conversation in a desperate bid to keep gaming's hottest witch relevant. Sad, I know. But in this case, I think the queen of over-the-top third-person action should be united with her predecessor and spiritual husbando, Dante. Imagine how crazy the fighting would be, let alone the nonsensical comedy dialogue and ridiculous flirting. Sadly, I doubt it could ever happen, but if me and DeviantArt ever get our way, the stylish action brawler genre would have a treat on its hand. Do you, Ghost Baby? I think Dante in Smash Brothers is a fucking DMC port away. Hmm. His his alternate universe version has already been in PlayStation All-Stars. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think the real uh, matchup for Bayonetta is uh, movie Sonic <laughs> <laughs> with those long shapely they're, they're, legs. They're gonna they're gonna team up. Uh huh. Do uh, like a stripper back to back cross arms yeah. pose. Yeah. Um, Hot cool. <laughs> Erected unicorn says, as a huge fighting game fan, I was intrigued when I saw photoshops of a Kellogg versus Capcom box art. I love Can you show. imagine if Tony the Tiger <laughs> getting shuriukened by Ryu in the Go. style of Street Fighter 1 Sagat? <laughs> Picture a Marvel versus Capcom 3 style intro where the Rice Krispies elves are ganged up <laughs> by Servbots and Count Chocula battles Dimitri with lightning in the background. Uh... <laughs> Illuminating the sky above the ultimate evils of both universes, Firebrand for Capcom, and the Cornelius Rooster for the bland ass cornflakes of Kellogg's. Dude, mad props for knowing Cornelius Rooster. Yeah, yeah <laughs> dude, that's some fucking deep Kellogg's lore. Yeah. Also, uh, final boss is it. Old Man Kellogg himself. Puff grains and enemas for everybody. <laughs> Optimum health. No pubic hair. Uh, like uh, I, I, the I. So the big question is. 
Should it be, uh, this is my Donald Glover reference, <laughs> Cookie Crisp Wizard or a burglar? <laughs> Why not both? Which, uh, by the way, this was, uh, this was my first and only letter to EGM uh, proposing the game Serial Killer. Where you would fight fight as serial uh, mascots. I still am behind the idea. I love serial mascots more than it's a good time, and so it should be a good game because of that. Yeah, yeah. I I swear, I would murder every one of you for a single box of yummy mummy right now. Oh Jesus! Mm -hmm. Just wait till Halloween, man. I know, I know you would, and you've tried. (laughs) Want that fruit root, baby? Uh, On Twitter, Tiger. On, Tiger. <laughs> on Twitter, at Raccoon Hale says, I was going to say Hearts of Iron 4 and Valkyria Chronicles, but I realized that just makes a subpar version of Total War and Company of Heroes mashup. So, Sega, please do that instead. Give me the Total War over World with uh, Company of Heroes real-time tactical hero-type battles. From the official Laser Time Facebook community, Andy Best says... Pokemon and Shin Megami Tensei. Think of the possibilities of battling. Is it going to be a mudkip or is it going to be a giant penis chariot? Who knows? <laughs> I, I know it's the latter. Yeah, it's, it's always the giant giant penis chariot. Yeah. yeah, it'll always be the car from the ambiguously gay duo. <laughs> Aaron Chados 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 says Chados uh, says. God of War and Dream Daddy. Mm, Kratos has dealt with not one but two dead wives and has to raise a son all on his own. He has a lot of things on his mind, so maybe if he spent some time with like-minded dads, he could move forward with other single daddies and find true love and happiness. Also, the other single dads would love to hear about Kratos' fitness routine. I think just Craig would want to hear about his fitness routine, but that's fine. Oh, you know, I won't not to get Craig. pedantic with okay. Dream Daddy Dad. Fitness routine is he was born a god. Mm. <laughs> that's hot. Yeah. Matt with like one T's my husbando forever. There, I said it. <laughs> I would. By the way, I wouldn't date Kratos. I don't think. I mean, I think he's just got. I mean, too much you'd, anger. You date him, like, but like just a few dates, like nothing long term, because that, that's just asking for trouble. Sounds like some right. of you don't have a fetish about being fucked to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be like a little hesitant about that. I like it when a guy gets behind me and just tears my fucking head off. Oh, I love it. I mean, you know, it, it, it's the sex is totally innocuous because the camera just pans away and he just hits a bunch of buttons. Oh. See, I was going to go for the e- easy quick time joke of like, yeah, it'd be fine until the X button and the circle button got in the way mm, in bed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then it's oh, just what? confusing. If you want it to be more realistic, there's a mini game of him washing his dick in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the DLC. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> rotating the analog stick to turn the tap on. <laughs> Don't forget between the bowls and the sink. Uh, Andrew Harbour says, uh, Geralt bringing his particular set of skills to the land of Nosgoth would be my dream crossover. Tearing through the land and teaming up with Raziel to ultimately destroy Cain once and for all is something I must have in my life. Hell, I just settled for a new single-player experience set in Nosgoth. Told you we talked about that series See a lot. See what we've done? Yeah. <laughs> we've attracted those fans. 
Oh, you have Tyler on the li- on the line. Uh, <coughs> is there a policy with PC Gamer and the Geralt in the bathtub picture? Because it gets sillier every time I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he unspoken, or is this like something set in stone? Like, <laughs> like make you know, sure the aspect ratio is wrong. <laughs> yeah, always in a bathtub, uh, aspect ratio should be wrong. Um, <laughs> Just just keep doing it. That's kind of our motto. Just keep doing whatever we're doing and see how mad And, and eventually your, your commenters will get nicer. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be working kind of. No, I've had to close it. The last article I saw threads. you write, I just see Evan like, we're locking this thread in advance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do that a few times. Yeah. No, it doesn't get nicer. But um, but we keep tweeting. We keep tweeting tub, tub girl. And you know he <laughs> looks good. Tub Jesus. boy, tub boy. Uh, we just we can't stop now. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's it's part of your identity now. It's part of your brand. It it is. Mm-hmm. And, I'm glad uh, you have everyone googling tub girl now. Uh, <laughs> at like uh, tub Geralt, please. <laughs> Some someone oh, asked. Oh, us, I thought he said tub girl. Someone, someone <laughs> give us that mashup of Geralt just shitting himself. <laughs> No, just don't, guys, don't ruin this. Stop it. I mean, the legs are already splayed. You could you could Photoshop it pretty easily. I yeah. how dare all of you? Never Come do on, that. Tyler. He's wearing goggles. I assume. <laughs> Look, he was relaxed. He's in the tub. You Look, never know. It's mostly orange juice. <laughs> years years ago, someone asked us why we did that. They said, "Why do you always use this picture?" And uh-huh. I replied on Twitter. Um, that's the only screenshot of The Witcher 3 we have. <laughs> and, and about 30 minutes later, I get an email from a PR person with a Witcher 3 press kit <laughs> with screenshots. And I reply and go, oh, no, it's a, it's a joke. And they're like, that's so funny. And then, like, a year later, they send us a statue. Just keep doing it, and you too will get a statue from CD Projekt Red. Exactly. That's how it works. Uh, Tub girl. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Dean Daughtry says, Metroidvania. Seriously, why has this never happened? You could take Samus and throw her up against all the gothic monstrosities in a Symphony of the Night setting while simultaneously sending one of the 10,000 Belmonts to space. Sounds ridiculous, but you know it would have great gameplay. Fair enough. Sure. Uh, Kelly Ryan says, The second I found out about the Final Fantasy Disney mashup, a.k.a. Kingdom Hearts, I said, Enix should team up with Warner Brothers and do a Dragon Quest Looney Tunes game. (laughs) Could you imagine an Akira Toriyama design, Sora-like character running around with Bugs and Daffy as party members uh, and and hitting slimes with giant cartoon mallets? The Dragon Quest universe is corny enough that I don't think that the Looney Tunes characters would be out of place there. I dreamed up this mashup before Enix merged with Square, so I don't think it'll ever happen now. I think it's more <laughs> more possible than ever at this point. Like, like that's the reason it hasn't happened is Square and, like, teaming up. And not the fact that, like, Warner wouldn't let those... Warner doesn't give a shit about those characters, apparently, anymore. I mean, they... They don't, but they also were willing to make a movie out of a shoe commercial so millennials will cream their jeans 20 years later. I hate Space Jam and anyone who likes it. Oh, I thought I thought you would like Space Jam. It's the, like... it's 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 the best Michael Jordan movie I've ever seen. It's a I just assumed because movie. it was 
something animated that you, you know, like rubbed copies of it on your nipples. I find that comment offensive (laughs) because uh, I have I clearly have a VHS copy of the unofficial sequel Pinocchio Emperor of the Night that I haven't opened. So I don't. Not all animation is created equal. He oh, hasn't opened it, it, but he did stick his dick through one of the VHS holes. So. <laughs> no, I, I resent you thinking my dick is big enough to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, new question of the so week. So he winds the tapes when the, v- when the VHS tape comes yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> puts the tape on there and yeah. just spins Second it. joke about me fucking a VHS tape this week on a laser time podcast. <laughs> That's why the holes are that size. That is how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> Be kind of rewind. I mean, don't waste your money on one of those twenty dollars rewinders when you can just do no, it. You just spin free. it, you Tyler. Spin Tyler, it. you live with them, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, you yeah. Know my I dick mean, is on a ball bearing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did it together with our dicks touching, spinning the VHS tapes. Nothing weird about that. Just nope. two bros no. rewinding together. Yeah, exactly. Perfectly normal. It was. Uh, we did. We called. We called it rewatching Prince of Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, new question of the week. If you could reboot any series, what would it be? Um, I think for my part, I am way too invested in the lore of every game that I like to actually want to see it rebooted. So I'm just going to say uh, Cheetah Men. You know what? That That is uh, too lore heavy, and it's due for a reboot. So, uh, yeah, take that Action 52 classic and uh, bring it back to life with a, a new plot and new characters that are also cheetah men and wearing pajamas. Pretty cool. I have I have a I have a minor hot take here. Okay. Are you ready for this? No. Uh <laughs> the entire Microsoft first party universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh I I think I think I understand how people could get obsessed with um the story and characters of Gears of War and Halo, but like I've played every one of those games, man, and I I don't know or care about anything that happens in those weird ass story modes. I think they need a drastic update, a huge overhaul. Not necessarily a giant character redesign, but like a kind of start from scratch and let's not pretend we can sell our story in multiple novels to everyone and have them understand why this is important. And e- even that, like uh I think Forza is going to stretch into so many fucking numbers <laughs> that I, I think they should just start over, uh, like with a rumored Forza Street for mobile. Sure. But yes, every single, like, I would love to see, I don't know, I was really bummed out by Gears, f- was it 4? Gears 5. 4 Gears was four. the latest Five's one. coming up. 4, like, like, this is the exact same thing. This doesn't feel fresh in the slightest. And I heard that I heard that about Crackdown, but like that's that's that that criticism exists for every Microsoft first party franchise. I think they're in dire need of something special, something new, something twisted metal black, dare I say. Mm. How do you make Gears of War more Edge Lord? I don't know. Yeah, make it even if if they made it even more like that, I uh I don't I I'd tip my hat to them. What if your what if your melee weapon was Automatic hedge clippers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what I would I would do? I would remake Halo, but I would pattern it after 
those great uh, museum commercials that they showed yeah, for Halo Diorama. 3 that were like yeah. so yeah. much more emotionally provocative and meaningful than the game itself, which was candy colored space lasers. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I like those properties more than I like any of Sony's first party properties for the most part, but they are much better at catching up or changing with the times. Hmm. Whereas Microsoft, I think, yeah. is just getting to a point where like, they have to change with the times because they're 15 years old now. I would reboot uh, Guitar Hero. Let's do it all again. Ooh, again. Let's do the plastic yeah. instruments. Works so well let's last do it time. all. Yeah. Let's, let's just do that again. Yeah. And let's do that all again. Uh, because, by the way, with without Guitar Hero, I'm not sure Goodwill would have any video game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we need to refresh their stock. Yeah. I mean, Michael, it was sort of your joke answer, but I, I would seriously reboot Halo at this point. I think mm. Halo well, is... Well, it was Chris's answer, but yeah. Well, I mean, he, he had the entire Microsoft catalog in there. But uh, yeah, I'll go specific and just say at this point, I think, you know, playing through Halo 4 and 5, they were fine games, but... We were all kind of led to believe that Halo 3 would be this trilogy. This is the Master Chief story, and then that's it. And then I just, yeah. it felt like they got pressured to continue that story and, and to, but it never really fit. It was like, well, they kind of told that story. They should have moved on. You know, like, like ODST didn't have Master Chief, and I think it was a better game than some of those uh, for it. So at this point, I would love to see, you know, Halo just with a complete reboot with like all of the kind of gameplay advancements they've made over the years um with just with an all-new story and give us master chief because obviously people love master chief and i think it's it's been long enough where it's like yeah let's let's see how you would redefine that character you mm. know? and if it doesn't work they could just reboot the reboot and we could yeah. include it on another top five so actually i'm gonna have a serious answer uh sly cooper i'd love to see sly cooper yeah. rebooted um mm. You know, with same uh, style of platform gameplay, but maybe make it a little bit more heist focused. You know, you just make it like a cute, cartoony version of Hitman, except instead of killing people, you're trying to steal a thing from a criminal. Yeah, like playing. Oh, I'm Bentley now. This is how I talk <laughs> yes. in the reboot. <laughs> yeah, I think with Sly Cooper, like, uh, dude, I'd just be happy if they went back to the universe at this point. Like, just I, I'd be totally fine with a sequel. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, reboot would be nice too. So. I feel like Thieves in Time was get, starting to get a little bit too silly. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. Thesis. Everything should be Zelda. <laughs> Fair. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's a couple franchises I was thinking, like, I'm like, well, you don't need to reboot Final Fantasy. It's, re you know, they rebooted every entry, mm. you know. So there's certain things that, uh, yeah, they don't need it. And, and or Grand Theft Auto, another example, is like they do a new one every single time. So you don't need to worry about a reboot. So. Yeah. You can still bring characters back and all that shit, but just change the focus a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Uh, keep the core mechanics. That's true. If you could reboot any franchise, what would it be? Let us know. Go to videogameapocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode 306. Or you can go to the official Laser Time community on Facebook. Answer there. Uh, there'll be a thread waiting for you to, to, to fill out. Uh, or you can hit us up on Twitter, at VG Apocalypse. So that brings us to the bottom of the show, the end of the show. Let's do some plugs. Tyler, tell us more about where people can find your work. Uh, you can find it on PCGamer.com or in PC Gamer Magazine, which is uh, in airports uh, everywhere. <laughs> Only in airports. Uh, I didn't see it in Walmart. Is it in Walmarts? I have no idea. Maybe. I haven't, I haven't been to a Walmart in a while. i got to say, I'm out of touch. Mm. Oh, you got to check it out. They have robot vacuums now. Oh, nice. No shit. 
Mm-hmm. Tell me when they sell those robot security guards that I see wandering around in San Francisco. <laughs> halt, halt. Those are not your ho-hos. Halt. <laughs> like the ones from Watch Dogs 2 that mm-hmm. were from the fake Google, yes, Google yes. campus. Um, but yeah, that's where I am. I'm on Twitter at Tyler underscore wild. Not worth following me, but uh, you can what? I like hockey pictures. I'm thinking of your yeah. Instagram. Pictures of me going to hockey games and then, like, when I'm mad about something, a completely unrelated, nonsensical tweet as a way to express my my, my anger quietly. That's mm. what you'll get. Fair enough. Chris, take it away. Oh, yes. This week's Laser Time, gearing up for Captain Marvel, we're talking about badass ladies of cinema. we got a bunch of special guests. Uh, and talking about um, kind of our favorite lady action stars, which is strangely rare, but like when you think of Sarah Connor, Jackie Brown, and uh, Ellen Ripley, they do make an impression. Uh, it's a fun episode. Definitely check that out. Also, check out 302010 this week. We we will talk about <laughs> Strider and Mad World. Oh, wow. In, <laughs> in addition to Baron Munchausen and what I think is my still my favorite Tom Hardy movie. Uh, the movie that made him a star. And I'm not going to tell you what that is and hope that leads you away from Google and towards our podcast, 302010. <laughs> uh, but nice. that and uh, bonus time this week, my buddy Sam and I, I have finally met a person in real life that I'm personally associated with. I've got a next-gen fan that's willing to tell me the Orville is awesome. Uh, if you haven't seen the Orville, it's kind of one of my favorite shows on television right now, and the two-parter they just did was one of the greatest events and television that most people refuse to watch because Seth MacFarlane's involved. Hmm. Uh, this can't be true. You just you just saying this to troll me. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, yeah, like if you can liar. get past that, it's just it's stolen next gen. It is totally stolen next gen, but uh, in a modern form, in in, like and, and with modern pacing, in that they're willing to fuck up their universe every ten episodes. What what uh, what services is this available on? Hulu. I would guess whatever the fuck you would fuck. stream Fox on if you're a maniac. <laughs> God uh, damn it. If it's on BitTorrent, I can technically watch it, so I can... What, what about Fox? You don't have, you can't use your mom's cable? No, I just I hoped it was on something annoying, like, you know... Oh, Tubi? Like, I, like iTunes or whatever, where I could be like, so. oh, yeah, I can't watch that. It sounds annoying. I'm not going to do that. No, no, it's yeah, it's 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 exclusive to Crackle, but only with a paid account. Yeah, exactly. If, if it was that, I could have a good reason not to. You can you can watch it on you can you can you can watch it on Crackle, but strangely, only if you've watched the Dead Rising exclusive movie, <laughs> starring Rob Rickle. For four seconds, <laughs> they got to put something on in between episodes of Riding in Cars mm-hmm. with uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, Netflix stole that from them. I don't know what's over there now. Oh, really? <laughs> Netflix stole it because uh, that was the Crackle exclusive. Uh, Michael <laughs> Richards played a Crackle executive in like six episodes. I don't know how the fuck they just brought that over to Netflix. Jesus. <laughs> oh man, they just dubbed Netflix over whenever he says Crackle. Uh, I, I think they should have retitled "Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee." Uh, Jerry Seinfeld's never heard of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is the most like difficult way to record a podcast. <laughs> it really I is. rented a crazy car and bought a drone. <laughs> and Watch me talk to Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, after you go support us at patreon.com slash laser time, head on over to iTunes and write a review. That always helps us. Five stars only, please. Uh, and then tell a friend about the show, because the more people that listen, uh, the better we do. And then the more people, hopefully, that will go to patreon.com slash laser time. And then head on over to Twitter and follow me at Maddie C. Allen. Wait a second, Maddie. Uh, there's another bonus on patreon.com slash laser time. What? what, what? Uh, the listener strike back episode of thirty twenty ten. Uh, one of them is you. Where <laughs> yes, you. We 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 kind of didn't talk enough about the movie fanboys, and it turns out this innocuous little movie about kids dying to see Star Wars uh, ran into problems involving both Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein. Uh, hear that fascinating tale. Patreon dot com slash Laser Time. Price of a cup of coffee. Support your boys. Get a bunch of cool free shit. Yeah, it might be the most problematic making of a movie ever. For a movie that's not problematic in the slightest. <laughs> wow. And uh, stamps.com. Cows <laughs> get the free advertising, mattress. We already talked about Crackle. Yeah, they need to pay us for that shit. Sorry, sorry. I just assume podcasts have to have to promote stamps.com. Fair but enough. My bad. Do. Uh, as always, hit us up online at vigigameapocalypse.com or on Twitter at vgapocalypse or me personally on Twitter at wikiparas where I will sometimes tweet funny and uh, stupid things. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. That's been our show. See you next week. Whenever I hear Jeff Sessions, I think like of like there's like got to be a cool jazz album called the Jeff Sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking like a session session IPA or yeah, something. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. This Jeff <laughs> Session <laughs> IPA. <laughs> Fucking IPAs love puns. I love that you said IPAs love puns. Like the beers yeah, themselves specifically want to IPAs. Like I saw one that was like, oh, what was it? It was a play on like hazy. It was like. Uh, Fuck, I don't know. Anyway, IPA names piss me off. They're uh, either they're a pun or they're trying or they're like rude bitch piece of shit IPA. Like they <laughs> like they right. like they just swear at you. Or like arrogant bastardale. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like right. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We, we you want, IPAs we want you to have hate to. Us. Yeah, you, you, they have to either like insult you or be a pun. Yeah, it's IPA. like vape shops. Yeah. Like like the same people who are coming up with the names of vape shops are coming up with the names of IPAs for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, d- d- dumb fuck smokers headquarters. Yeah. <laughs>